This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Dads. Most people have one. And for those that do, most have daddy issues, which manifest in manifold ways via strained communication, abuse, emotional distance, or in total absence. Tragically, though, most don't have a platform through which to monetize these wounds. (laughs) Thankfully, that wasn't the case for my man, Bart Millard. For Bart was shrewd enough to turn his daddy issue lemons into daddy lemonade for all the daddies across this great nation to gulp down by the gallon. The circle of dad life. From pain to profit rose the new American Christian standard, I can only imagine. I can only imagine was first recorded independently by Bart's band Mercy Me in 1999 and again on a major record label in 2001. If you're not familiar, the song was inspired by the death of Bart's father and the end result is two verses and a chorus of heavenly speculation. In an interview with Fox News, Mr. Millard said, quote, I was always told that if he could choose, he would rather be in heaven than here with me. As a Christian, I believed that, but as an 18-year-old, it was a little hard to swallow. So the questions in the song came from me asking God what was so great about him that my dad would rather be there. The song was a smash, certified triple platinum, and with 2.5 million copies sold, it is the best-selling Christian single of all time. On the creation of the song, Millard said it was one of the only songs I've ever written where there wasn't any mistakes. It was just oh, written the way it is and left at that. Wow. <laughs> he estimated that it took him only 10 minutes to write the lyrics. The movie adaptation of this journey would later add, it didn't take you 10 minutes, it took a lifetime. And if the song took a lifetime, the movie adaptation looks like it took... About a week, (laughs) two weeks, (laughs) directed by the Irwin Brothers, whose credits include the anti-abortion road trip flick October Baby and the thrilling Patricia Heaton romp Mom's Night Out, the movie outperformed every box office expectation. With a projected opening weekend of $4 million, the movie ended up doing... 17 million in its first three days. Even more impressive is that, as far as I can tell, it is the highest rated faith based movie on Rotten Tomatoes, with currently a more than nice rating of 70%. I can't imagine a Christian movie ever scoring better. <laughs> so we went to the movies and we saw I Can Only Imagine, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do the oh, I can only imagine remix. I can only imagine what it'll be like when I find myself with a little tyke. I can only have a baby. If my dad was mean. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. And I'm Caroline. And we're here to have some good peen fun. We're changing the name of the show to Good Peen Fun. GPN. GPN. Caroline, what is Good Christian Fun? What's Good Peen Fun? Good peen fun is where we all take, we all ask first. Like Louie. Like Louie. Like a gentleman. And then we take our dicks out uh-huh. and we say, do you like it? 
Do you like it? <laughs> but what's good Christian fun? Oh, um, that is a podcast where you and I uh, talk with the guests about pop culture within mm. the Christian faith-based world. There mm. is a wealth of material. It seems that we will never run out, however hard we may try. And uh, yeah, so we We're talk trying about to run out. <laughs> we talk about it from a comedic perspective, if I may. Oh, sure. <laughs> but, al- <laughs> but also faith perspective, because Kevin and I are both currently Christian. Um, and so we have kind of an insider. Kevin's <laughs> doing kind of a hang loose gesture with his hand. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so because of that, we're not necessarily here to bash this or say that you're dumb if you like God. No, but we're also not, in the technical sense of the word or the cultural sense of the word, evangelical about it. Yeah, we're I not think gonna, that's fair. I think that's a good way to put it. We're not going to uh, say, oh, I can only imagine is Citizen Kane. You should go see it if you want to be saved. I want to talk to the person who believes I can only imagine is Citizen Kane. There's got to be someone. Maybe our guest today. But first, Caroline, how is your heart? My heart's good. Uh, I started my first day at my job today. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. It was a bit of a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a good time. And everyone I met was nice. And... You, were, you were presented with all sorts of moral and ethical dilemmas <laughs> <laughs> to, to navigate. Yes, I was. And uh, <laughs> let's just say I may have been privy to some texts that I should not have seen. And now I don't know what to do with it you, except read them all. You may have inherited a work computer upon which there was an archive of a former employee's texts. <laughs> Maybe to their significant other. And Maybe listen, you read some of them. Listener out there that's quick to judge me and say, I wouldn't do that. Would you, though, if it was right there in front of you? I'll tell you what, you would, because a lot of them are with a love interest, and they're not necessarily sexy, but they are passive-aggressive, and that's fun. But what if invading someone's privacy isn't kind and polite? I would, if someone was reading my text, I'd be like, you're a monster. That's <laughs> get, what I'm saying. Get out of my life. No, get I know. out of my life. <laughs> get out. Get gone. Uh, so I know I'm bad. I know it's wrong, but um, I'm not going to stop. Uh, she has a plan, though. She's going <laughs> to read them all once <laughs> just to see if there's any clues <laughs> left uh-huh. behind for her. Yeah. Like a Ready Player One situation. They'll help her with her current job. Uh-huh. And then after that, you're tossing those out. I'm going to delete them. I'm going to wipe them out so this will never be passed on to a future yeah. person. Because in that way... I'm an angel, essentially. Yeah, and sin is generational, as we saw from this movie. I'm ending the cycle. (laughs) Mm, In the cycle. (laughs) How's your heart, Kevin? My heart's pretty good. This is fun because it's our first ep in stewed in a long time. Ep in stewed? Episode in studio. Hmm. Ep in stewed. Studio is also a generous term. (laughs) Uh, for my living room? <laughs> uh, not a live show. It's not a live show. It's That's the first true. not a live show we've done in weeks. We're starting to feel like a couple of vaudeville performers. We are doing so many live shows. I mean, bark, bark. I guess I'm a road dog at this point. <laughs> 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 Going to Newport, Kentucky. Newport, Kentucky was great, and it rocked, and everyone who came to the it show rocked. the best. It was so, so fun. Um, but more like Bart, Bart. Bart Millard. Of Mercy Me. Oh, boy. I can only imagine. I can't only imagine a better segue <laughs> than that. We saw this movie. We did. Caroline and I saw it's it. It's in theaters right now. It's in theaters right now. Will it be by the time this podcast comes out? Maybe not in L.A. Because I got to say, not a lot of theaters playing it. Yeah, that's true. Here in the coastal elite city of Los Angeles. Because they're ashamed of the gospel. More like Lust Angeles because of all of our sin. Yeah, because they're ashamed of the gospel. <laughs> but we couldn't talk about this movie alone. We needed help. We needed a special guest. So yes. let's introduce him right now. What a kind soul for doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know him as... 
Caleb from the Bright Sessions podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Brigham Snow! <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? Whoa. Did you? It gets it's louder. not done yet. So Sing good. your praise to the Lord. Come on, Rick and Sonny. Oh, dab. All right. Have yeah. a dab. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't reveal what I'm doing on the podcast. Oh, Brigham, you're a friend of Paddington. I am. You're an ally. I am. Wait, how do you get into this club? Well, I mean, that was one of the last things we talked about when we saw each other socially. Was yeah. was oh, at that bar? You guys were yeah. just talking about yeah, for a jar of marmalade. Yeah, that's Aww, right. Yeah. That's we both sweet. reached for it. Hence, yeah, you can touch it. and then, and then, and then you bear paw also yeah. touched at the <laughs> same time. Like, who, the, who the hell is this? <laughs> oh, hello, I thought this was mine. <laughs> <laughs> is by the way, technical question. After seeing the Christopher Robin trailer again yesterday in theaters, is Winnie the Pooh British? Yes. He, he is? So, yeah. Yes, he's definitely yeah. British. Okay. Uh, do you guys call yourself Fops? Friends of Paddington? Fops. Oh, nice. I mean... I like it. We may. I mean, it has... You're reclaiming that title. Yeah, yeah we're taking it. We're reclaiming it. Taking like, it back. Like, deplorable. Mm-hmm. I'm a fop. I'm a fop, and I'm proud. <laughs> I have, like, a snuff box or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of marmalade. A heeled shoe. <laughs> so kind and polite. Well, Brigham, thanks so much for joining us on the show thanks for today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. And watching this... Mo- Listen... This podcast requires more than the average podcast of our guests. Mm-hmm. There's not only, oh, be vulnerable and talk about your faith and not bring it. It's also do homework. And in this case, go out and I would say sacrifice two hours of your time <laughs> yeah, and go see a movie a in the theaters. You can't even do it at home while you're like on your phone or like reading your emails on the other screen. No, you had to focus and like be a good theater goer. Oh, yes. And go to a theater. Where did you go to see it, by the way? Uh, the, uh, the Burbank 16. Oh, the geez. Burbank 16. So What a freaking nightmare <laughs> Listen, that place is. So oh. within 30 miles of Pasadena or like 20 miles, there were two theaters playing this movie. And it's like opening weeks, opening first two weeks. Yeah. It was either this or the one in Baldwin Park. Yeah. To, Which is also very, very far. Yeah. Uh, much farther. No, it's it's closer. Oh, is it really? Here. Yeah. Or I'm thinking it's like Monterey Park. Check out in Baldwin Park. Yeah. We should have. No, but Caroline wanted to go to the Ikea before. <laughs> oh, I get it. So I it was, a, it. It was a double duty. Well, it was the new Ikea that they, they recently wiped out the old Burbank one. Yeah. This is fascinating for LA insiders. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they got the new Ikea. It has an expanded cafe oh. and they redid the showroom floor and it looks, it's really something. It's, and I, I dropped many a dime <laughs> that day. Yeah. Well, we'll get to our experience at the Burbank uh, 16 in a sec. But Bregan, yes. what is your guesstimony? How did you grow up? What's your experience with faith stuff and Church God things. and religion? Um, I really wasn't raised with, with, uh, religion. Where'd you grow up? Um, uh, Maine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, my parents were both, uh, raised, uh, in faith and, and all my cousins, uh, went to like, uh, private Catholic schools mm-hmm. and everything, but were your my parents raised Catholic. No, no, just okay. a Christian. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my brother and I were kind of like the heathens of the family that just didn't oh, like, yeah. yeah, we just didn't uh, go to church. Did your parents yeah. try? No, they actually didn't really push it or want to. Mm-hmm. I, I think it got to a place where particularly my mom tried to just instill sort of like, you know, have faith in something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to drag you to a church or anything mm-hmm. like that. And, and so that's pretty much how we grew up. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah. So there was no religion in the household. Did you have any other encounters with it, like in high school or college? Not not a ton. I mean, I, I have, you know, my relationship to religion uh, is so part of um, my relationship to my sexuality. Oh, okay. So it's, uh, I've never really felt super welcome in in mm-hmm. uh, religious spaces mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've always kind of like kept it at a distance, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do. Until tonight. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have I have faith in um, whether you, you can sort of define it in nature or energy or mm-hmm. anything like that, but it's sort of this abstract faith in, in a greater design of things, but not necessarily, you know, a, a dude up there pointing at things sure. and saying, you know, I this do is love how it the, is. I yeah. do have a dude up there. Yeah. <laughs> Just like her. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I ask if you've ever had an experience where you had to go to church for some reason or another or like attended for a yeah. service or something? Yeah. I mean, I, I would go to like uh, Christmas Eve and, oh, okay, and, yeah. and weddings and funerals. I mean, I this past year, my fiance and I, we went to eight weddings. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> we went to eight, eight weddings. weddings. Four of which were... Catholic mass wow. weddings, which were just like, wah. I've never been to a Catholic mass wedding. Is oh, it a lot of what ceremony? Was that like? and, it's uh, it's still going on right now. <laughs> oh, you're taking a break, right? exactly. Okay. Yeah, Great. Um, that's pretty much what it's like. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say it was it was weird. There was a, there was a wedding that we went to where the the priest was talking about saying any wedding outside of a church he calls a destination wedding. And that it isn't um, uh, like marriages for failure. Exactly, oh saying that really? any <laughs> saying that any marriage outside of that uh, because it's not it's not based within the church isn't valid. And I just remember James Goodness. grabbing my knee and yeah, holding how did that it. Feel and, for you to hear that awkward. <laughs> I mean, to put it nicely, and then yeah. we got in the car and we were fuming. We're like, they don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, wow. So yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, my sister had a destination wedding in Hawaii. Oh, nice. So I wasn't at. Yeah. Oh, I guess they just eloped then. An Isle of yeah. Sin. Yeah, it was an Isle of Sin. Oh, my God. Are they still married? Uh, I mean, I haven't checked my text, oh. but I think <laughs> <laughs> they could have broken so up. That's so crazy. Yeah. I, I've been to so many weddings, and most of the recent weddings I've gone to are Christian because mm-hmm. they're just my friends who I've known from you know church and school and stuff and so but looking back I realized how many of the homilies or the sermons that the the what do they call them the clerk officiant the officiant said yeah. were let's call him a wedding clerk a wedding clerk <laughs> <laughs> wedding secretary said that's right was that at the base of your marriage has to be God or everything mm-hmm. falls apart yeah which for many years has made complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. But now being married or just knowing people who have no relationship And with to your God, marriage falling apart with God. Yeah, I'm base. like, well, that, <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> I, I, I will say, is, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's just, yeah, you, I see now like how profoundly condescending that is and dismissive of wonderful marriages that are outside yeah. of religion. That well, it's, it's just like, is, do we have nothing to learn from them? It's, it's, you know? so, and, it's so interesting to me because I, it, it's... It's not that I've like actively sought out to be part of religion or, or faith or anything like that, but there's always been this like I have been kept at an arm's distance, uh, just sort by of, the messaging, just by the messaging, yeah. and and so like so much of of the loudest voices that you hear are the real polarizing mm-hmm. ones that yeah. are they're like you at worst, um, you don't have a right to be who you are, mm-hmm. and at best, kind of like 
that sort of condescending tolerance. Like, mm. I love you. There's something wrong with you, yeah. but I tolerate it. And, condescending tolerance and how great is a great term. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's a good vocab for us because there is, totally. I, I think Caroline, I, well, I mean, I guess I'll speak for both of us. I don't think either of us were raised with like straight up explicit bigotry, no. but, but I think I was more entrenched in, in a culture of condescending tolerance yeah, where it's, yeah. I love you, but yes. yeah, it's always or, I love you, but yes. or just like I love you, you're a little bit misunderstood, or like you have a misunderstanding, yeah, and uh, so I can accept you just knowing that you're too dumb to know what's wrong, yeah. you know, or something like that, basically. Yeah. And I, I can't, I can't really uh, negotiate in myself if if my relationship or lack of relationship to religion is because I've felt pushed away, mm-hmm. or if it's because I just just never had the interest. So I, I, I've had to really think when when you guys invited me on the show, I had to really think about these things that totally. I've kind of for my own mental health and emotional health have just sort of like pushed aside and been like, eh, religion exists and that's cool for, for, yeah. you know, folks. And just as long as you're, you know, not a poop face to me, then you don't know. be a poop face. Yeah. I, I say that's completely understandable. And, mm. and even I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of churches that are totally accepting oh, yeah. and celebrating, yeah. but to know that, I don't know that it always has that baggage, or at least for you, that messaging that was mm-hmm. sent for long. Like, that makes total sense to me. That would be like, well, why would I go now? You know, yeah. it's, just, it's like, maybe I'll, if I ever really need the, the need for that, then mm. maybe. But it's like, yeah, it just comes with all the other stuff. Or there's churches who aren't explicit about mm. how they feel about like LGBTQ but now issues. There's a website for that. I know, Church Clarity. There's a website called Church Clarity where yeah. you can go and see like, Oh well, they will. These people think I'm a person, or will they dehumanize me? Like yeah. you can literally That's see cool. if they're <laughs> yeah. totally. honestly yeah. because it's yeah. like such because a minefield to navigate. They'll have their statement of faith, but they won't say how they feel about this. So you may be attending, and things are going well, and everyone seems to understand you, and then suddenly they're like, oh, but you can't uh, pass out communion because, well, oh yeah, you know, you're gay. Yeah, and it's like oh okay, and that can be really horrifying and jarring and like yeah. alienating. So yeah. this was just a project of like, hey, we're not trying to get you to change any policies, churches. We're just getting you to be clear because yeah. for so many people, that's like a minefield and yeah. really yeah. painful. Well, and just to make something explicit that's been implicit on this show, I feel like in the last 32 episodes, is because we, we talk to people, and a lot of people like, we're raised with Christianity or some sort of religion. And we've talked about this, Caroline, and I think maybe we talked about like one of the male episodes, but mm-hmm. but generally the common thread, and I think this is true of so many of our listeners too, but the common thread were either they checked out or it was a stumbling a stumbling block in their faith or it was like, oh, this isn't for me, is always the issue of sexuality. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah. to be the most common denominator between people. It's always like the last like, stop. This is where <laughs> yeah. I kind of, it doesn't make sense yeah. anymore. Yeah, totally. So I'm really grateful for, um, if <laughs> it feels like, like the main messaging of Christianity is so fractured and really like damaged, of course, in the last <laughs> two years and the election and stuff, that all these other voices have are mm. are almost being forced to rise up and say, like, mm, not quite the case. Yeah. This isn't yeah, quite yeah. this isn't everybody. This yeah. isn't eighty one percent. We're not part of that eighty one percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well it's easier to <laughs> like be an awkward conversation. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this way. brings us to phase two <laughs> um, of the discussion. We've got some talking to <laughs> some no, pamphlets. First Timothy. <laughs> no. Um but yeah, but I think it to your point too, there is I don't know, there's just an easier way to maybe delineate yourself from like other strains of Christianity that have been more hateful, but maybe like agreed on other areas. And then suddenly it's like, no, I definitely don't agree with a lot of that. And I can proudly say, no, thank you. 
Have While you, still loving them? But sure. Just like, no. Have you had any like personal <laughs> encounters with people trying to evangelize to you mm. or trying to like, Witness on the oh, streets. hey, do you want to come to youth group? Or <laughs> oh, I mean, like for sure. Uh, James and I, we even in like Pasadena, we'd walk to like an intersection and some guy would be like yelling in our ear with a sign or something oh. and you know, telling <laughs> us to <laughs> repent. Sorry. And I'm like, that's fucking no, awful. I've got, we've got, we're grabbing ice cream. We'll, we'll repent later. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to repent of these calories. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have slurped down some delicious ice cream. It's so it's so interesting to me because I'll ask you guys this because, and I think I, I paint with broad strokes because my my engagement with religion is, mm-hmm. is so it's so distant. But for me, the the sort of image that's projected to me uh, with people that follow religion and and have these opinions about other human beings because of their faith mm-hmm. and the teachings that they grew up with, um, it it. Like religion to me feels like coercion to be a good person where if you do well and you're a nice person, then there's something better waiting for you where Mm -hmm. my sort of approach to that is like, you know, if that's heaven, then why can't where we are right now be heaven and sort of like, why can't we just be good and Mm -hmm. just be happy with where we are and treat everyone nice? And, and does there have to be a reason to be nice knowing that, I mean, this is a broad stroke of, you know, I know I'm oversimplifying stuff, but for me, that's always been sort of my thing of it's like, why can't we just be like chill with each other, you know? (laughs) And not even, not even that, again, that condescending tolerance. Like I I get super annoyed when someone talks about tolerance and tolerating me as a human being. I was like, Mm -hmm. no, you don't, you don't tolerate me. Because there's an implication of it's begrudging. Exactly. It's like, accept me because I honestly accept you. I mean, I've, I've, there are friends and family that, that are, are very religious and I'm sure have opinions of, of how I live my life. But I still accept them and I still love them and give them the yeah. right to well, do what makes them happy. And you know? be a whole yeah. person beyond maybe what this one thing. Yeah. 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 So that's a, yeah. I mean, that is a, that's a big question. Yeah. And the way I would answer that is I think a lot of the teaching I learned over my course of Christianity has actually been trying to undo the message that this is just to teach you how to be a good person mm-hmm. because you don't necessarily need Christianity to do that. No, and yeah. also like that's that's an end game in and of itself, I think. And and so beyond that, I think it's more of a, a perspective shift of like why you're doing this and also making sense of some of the senseless things in the world and the painful things and and what this is for, I suppose. Yeah. You know? So that's why I said yeah, that. Yeah, more I like that. more like a lens than a yeah than the than a real real book. Yeah, because um, there's a strain of evangelicalism called prosperity gospel and mm-hmm. prosperity theology, which is which is very cause and effect based. So if you do this and you do these things, God will do this. Oh. So like you see this in people I get the like appeal. I mean, totally. if it's if it's laid out for you, it's like so oh, Pat, I just have to it's do this. So right. fundamentally yeah. American, and you yeah. see this in in people like uh, Oral Roberts, <laughs> mm-hmm. as played by Martin Sheen in an upcoming Netflix movie, yeah, which is nice. wild. We can't it wait to good. watch that. It, no, it looks good. Uh, Oral Roberts, Joel Osteen, T.D. Mm-hmm. Jakes, guys like that, and it and it is so satisfying, and that's like a. That's a design that makes sense where it's like, yeah. ooh, my faithfulness to to the Lord or God or Christ or whatever it is mm-hmm. means these things and these things. Yeah. And and even if I'm not like literally rolling in dough, it means that I will be blessed in my relationships and I will be at peace in my spirit. Like there is like a cause and effect. Yeah. But then it doesn't take into account like, 
ooh, John the Baptist was decapitated because a 14-year-old girl sure. said, I want him decapitated. That doesn't quite, like, so that mindset <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah. quite, and, the, and that's, like, within the Bible. We can yeah. think of a billion examples outside of the Bible yeah. that also don't account for that it thing. It sets you up for, like, total faith disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure oh. <laughs> I'm sure they have an answer for that, too, or those kind of situations, but the gist is still, like, input this, output that. I will say one of my favorite television interviews ever was when Joel Osteen went on CNN after Hurricane Katrina. And it was like the most basic suffering is horrible. How do you account for this in a Christian worldview? And he just kept to the three bullet points like, I think God has a plan for everyone. I think God has a plan for everyone. It was like trying to get Betsy DeVos to give a yes or no. <laughs> it surely was just like, ooh, the, you, are, you are such a uh, politician entrenched in this rhetoric yeah. for that stuff. So I, I think, yeah... For me, and just like with Caroline personally, using it as coercion for, hey, there's like a dangling carrot of yeah. kingdoms and mm-hmm. crowns in the afterlife. Yeah. Now be decent to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it either... feels I, very uh, grubby and greedy. It feels grubby, greedy, and ultimately <laughs> hollow. Yeah. And I think it's not sustainable. Yeah. But if it's more of a overflow of like, I love Caroline and Caroline's my friend, so I want to do nice things for her. I'm not doing nice things for her, so Caroline will be my... Well, am I? No. (laughs) Smidge. Smidge. (laughs) No, but like the difference between that, I think, is is how I see it. Sure. And if you see it the other way, Mm -hmm. then it's just like, well, this friendship's going to suck because I'm always going to feel indebted in Mm -hmm. a way where it's it's just not even worth it or fun. So I think if people do have that ultimate feeling of, coercion are like this is why you need to do this yeah. then and i would and that's why hell is so problematic let's talk about hell real quick <laughs> let's break it down we're gonna figure it out because <laughs> it is like if the wages of sin is death and the gift of god is eternal life in jesus christ our lord then it's still a troubling thing to think it is still um just kind of a life raft didn't from that didn't the pope just get like in trouble like didn't the pr team like have to be like oh he didn't mean this like oh, i thought i read he something suggest he suggested that there isn't a hell and that bad pe- sinners just disappear interesting and so it was like the vatican pr department was like, like mm, he was getting uh, duh, disappear duh, duh. to hell yeah yeah i love a this maverick pope, so pope. Good, yeah yeah no it's an exciting time he is <laughs> a renegade for sure He's a good guy watch out jude law i think the real life pope's oh got God. something on you is young pope good have you watched it i love is young it good really? yeah i really do oh, i need to watch i want to see diane keaton all over my yeah. screen the show is so weird but it's like you can't stop staring at it I love it. Yeah, it's good. Second service. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you for posing that question. That was really nice. And there's a lot to talk about, and obviously we didn't cover, but that was a that was a great... Oh, I don't thanks. know. That was, yeah. that was generous of you that to let really us sweet. go on and on <laughs> about that. <laughs> because like you, where it's like, ooh, I haven't thought about this in a while. I think Caroline and I go through that mm, weekly now where it's, yeah. oh, I haven't thought about yeah. this in a while. <laughs> oh, so it's good to be... Articulate confer- on the spot. How do we talk about this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but even though we dove in pretty deep on that, let's dive in even further. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Have you had had you heard this song before seeing the movie? No. 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 It escaped your ears. James, my fiance, was shocked. Yeah. I mean, he went to to Catholic school and everything. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, this this song is a big deal." Like, this is the song. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to hear your perspective on everything. Just having no church like culture. That's going to be very valuable. I'm sure there's so much for you to say. Because for me, I can and having been raised like. 
I was listening to Christian radio when it was peaking on Christian radio. It came out in 2001. So to me, it felt omnipresent as a song. As a song, it felt like it was everywhere the way, you know, I'm trying to think of a, an, an equivalent, like the way the president felt everywhere in the election year. You know what I mean? Like, or like in an election <laughs> year when cover, I know it's sad, but like, it just felt like wallpaper. It's like, like there party it is, in there the USA. Christian work. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like everyone loves it. It's always playing in some capacity and it's a real uh, mood mood shifter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One shifted, way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you heard it, Caroline, in any other context? And like, have you heard it in a funeral or at oh. a worship service? Well, I haven't fortunately intended that many funerals, so I, I don't think I've heard it there, but I definitely have heard this sung as like a soloist moment. So sometimes at church, Oh, like when do, they take the offering. Yes, they'll do, instead of like group worship where everyone's following along with a song, they'll do kind of a solo that they'll call like special music or, you know, offering song or whatever. Special that music. Means, that's what Nate called it. Special music. That's so funny. Um, but, uh, but that just means, you know, like the good singer gets to go out and just like sing. And so I definitely remember hearing like, like 12 year old to 14 year old girls sing this song quite a few times. And the thing about this song that you forget until you have to sing it is the amount of like crazy long breaks there are between lyrics. <laughs> so, oh, the instrumentals yeah. are. It, yeah. It's just, it's, Fun. it takes forever. And so <laughs> to see like an awkward teen try to like handle that stage time and like, do they walk around or do they just kind of stand and sway for like several measures? It's, very funny, and uh, you don't notice it until later. I would love that they just acted out all the motions, like, will I fall, or to my knees, will oh, I fall, yeah. and then oh, they fall. There's plenty there to do. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But you've heard this over and over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's been like a punchline for as long as I can remember it. <laughs> now, the thing is, and I'd be, I'd be curious to your perspective, too, like just talking about the song a, a little bit before we talk about the mm-hmm. movie. Is it a good song? Is it a good song? Because I almost can't tell anymore. I want to hear your answer first before we go. (laughs) So I have to talk about how this song has been introduced to me. So it's a little bit of a movie just to give context (laughs) of it. Because the whole movie... Granted, I'd never heard this song before. The whole movie. I can't imagine the experience of watching this movie without ever hearing this song because it takes so long it to hear. It takes so long, and it builds it up, and it it builds it to a point where you think, "Oh, my ears will explode from sheer brilliance of over the this song. iconic level." Oh song. It's like the Star Spangled Banner, and then and like Amy Grant's like, "No, you're you're gonna you're gonna sing this." Oh my god! Sings it. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, crap. I went, I sat through, like, (laughs) that's really not a great song. And I'm really not impressed. And then I was like, okay, I need to, I need to give this song a second chance. Cause again, it's not, it's not the, the original singer. This is probably a different arrangement for the movie. So I'm like, I get in the car and I put on (laughs) the song. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's a little more thrilling. Maybe it reaches this mythological I, I, I kid you not, because I've been because I know that I'm coming in here to talk about this thing. Yeah. I've listened to it yeah. far more times than I would care <laughs> to listen to it, and it just hasn't changed. In the hopes of like mining something, I'm just something, hoping I can find something some great out of it. It's uh, so as a person that's never heard it before, um, oh. nah. That is fascinating. Nah. 
Because I, at this point, I'm like, it's a great song. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not perfect, but part of me, I think it's so tied into like really emotional worship services where I'm imagining being in heaven that to me, it feels meaningful. Yeah. Even though I know it's also like basically has the depth of a kiddie pool. I think context (laughs) has everything to, for me, everything to do with music. Like imagery, ironically, is such a huge thing for me Mm -hmm. when it comes to the music that I hear. So if... So when music sticks with me from a movie, it's because it was a really good yeah. way that they played the song or showed <laughs> stuff to it. Oh, you didn't like swirling around his body over and over as no. your visual? Like, for instance, no. I always think of Brandon Victor Dixon crushing it when I hear Superstar yes. live yes. on Jesus Christ Superstar 2018. Oh, yes. contrast. And for, for Brigham, I always think of... Just <laughs> and then lonely dad. <laughs> Just lonely. Oh, okay. Oh, oh God. There's so much to impact. There's so much. There's okay, so much. okay. Let's, okay, let's okay. start from now from the beginning. I um. Oh yeah, you're. I think it's. I think the song. I like the song. I don't like the song. On just like a surface level, when I think about it, because it is like, ah, like how people must think feel about the Rick Roll. If you grew grew up in evangelical Christianity, Wait, is this the Rick Roll of Christianity? Probably. To me, because yeah. it just seemed like eighty nine point three FM KSBJ, the Christian radio station in Houston, Texas, where I grew up. I think every seven songs from two thousand one to two thousand three, they play. I can only imagine. It right. felt like every seven or eight songs. So that was my experience with it. But then when I look at the lyrics of it. I, there are some things to admire. I like how it embraces mystery mm-hmm. rather than like immovable ch- tangibles like mm-hmm. God is this and God is that and don't you dare question me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. It could be amazing and there's something like humbling and cool about that. You know, That's a good point. I never thought of it that way, actually, <laughs> when I was listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. If, well, yeah. And you don't need to be persuaded from yeah. your position currently, uh, previously but stated. Give it just one more listen <laughs> just, on the way home more tonight. Listen. One more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the movie, we all went to the Burbank 16. Caroline and I went last week. You went a couple of days ago. By the way, Burbank 16 is not a good movie <laughs> theater. Can, no. It's bad. That theater's bad. Also, um, the placement of the movie was very funny also because we were at the very back last yes. theater. Screen and eight. next to us was, Screen yes, eight, was Screen Paul eight. the Apostle. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> they are ashamed of the gospel. But, uh, Caroline um, and I went on a Tuesday night where it was three quarters full. It was oh. so packed. Three quarters it was, full. It was a huge rush. There was one popcorn person for the about 2,000 people that yeah. were there. So so I went uh, afternoon on yeah. a Monday. Oh, and it God was you, me sir. and six other gray-haired uh, oh, souls yes. chilling with me in there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you went yeah, alone? I was so alone. I don't know who you could have convinced to come with me, though. Oh, honestly. my gosh. That's fair. Yeah. Now, here, here's, here's the deal. I'm going to give a very... Strange disclaimer before we get into the discussion, because Caroline and I had what I think is could be terribly described as the time of our lives watching this movie. (laughs) It was the time of our lives because we were transported to that place where you are a a 14 year old little punk Mm -hmm. in a room full of sincere people, a lot of oldies in our in our group. Yep. actually racially diverse in our screening. There was a good amount of non-white. Diverse. Very generationally diverse, to yes. put it charitably. We had the time of our lives whispering jokes to each other. Caroline <laughs> noisily taking notes on a popcorn receipt. <laughs> but here's the deal. like We enjoyed watching it so much. 
and with that energy and being able to talk over it, you know, in a controlled volume to each other so we weren't bothering other people, Hopefully. that we did think this would be fun to do on a larger scale. So tentatively, and nothing super set in stone, but the plan is right now that we're going to do a live show. <laughs> This is real. I'm not I'm not kidding. Oh, really? I'm not kidding. This is real. This is real. In probably about two months, probably in June, sometime in, in, in June, we're gonna do a live show where we do a mystery science theater type screening oh, yes. of this movie where it'll be us plus a guest watching I Can Only Imagine because it is so good. It is a, a just like and not to give roaster toast early, but this movie may not be good, it may not be great. It may not even be fine, but it is amazing. It is <laughs> can I, ripe. Can I just for... let you know? I went into a panic because you were saying we're going into a live show. I thought somehow oh, we and... were going to go oh, right, right now, now into a live show, and you were going to be like, "And we have a copy of the movie <laughs> here." Let's. <laughs> it's just Nate. <laughs> no, but here's the thing: like we we want to do this. We're, we're for real going to try to do this in June. But I think a big part of enjoying this in that context would be experiencing it for the first time. So if you're listening to this now and you think you can make it to the June show when we're probably going to scream. <laughs> if you can, can bear can. to not go <laughs> run to the theater. Right. But if you can come to our show in June, I would say just skip ahead to the second segment of this podcast and listen to that because you should watch this in a crowd for the first time. You're going to have a good time. Because this movie is amazing <laughs> so that being said if you think you can come to our show in june in la in la in the los angeles area tickets will go on sale probably in may then uh i'd say skip ahead but for now we're gonna dive into the conversation about the movie because this movie was fun this movie is fun so here and here's what makes this movie such a fun hang for us i think is because we've done a lot of movies on this show mm -hmm. we've done Fireproof, Left Behind, Hoovy, Saving Christmas. I'm in love with the church girl. I'm in love with the church girl. Mm -hmm. But the thing, of, the thing about those movies is that at a certain point, it just feels like you're punching down, right? <laughs> it just feels like you're kicking it while it's down. Because yeah. it's like no one, there's no consensus. Like, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And that we're, we're like, please, like, I know it's bad. And we're like, yeah, you idiot. Yeah, so the power <laughs> dynamic is like very strange. But this movie, I will say, is good enough where watching it is a fun time. Yeah. And I would recommend it. So even if you can't come out to LA, get a group together, go see it, or watch it at home. Go it giggle. Is. It's a good time. This um, movie... I mean, there's some... Don't get us wrong. There's some heavy stuff in here. Sure. That said, portrayed so laughably in a lot yeah. of ways this that movie you can still have a good time. is walk hard. And trigger warning, there is some abuse in this movie. So if that's not your jam, don't go see it. But otherwise... Who, who's the listener at home that says, abuse is my jam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love abuse. Oh, come on, man. Uh, so we open on uh, young Bart's childhood hometown. Do He's you mind if I uh, play the trailer for this movie oh, for a little I'm bit sorry, of context? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Oh, no. Go ahead. Let's go Actually, ahead. I haven't seen the trailer. I'm curious how they, how they, marketed, how they marketed, marketed this thing. Oh, of course. It's an right amazing song. Just kind of happened. <laughs> Took about 10 minutes, I guess. That sounds right. Bart, you Bart. didn't write this song in 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Took a lifetime. How'd you do this? Oh. You know, I've never told anybody my story. I feel like that's not true. That can't be true. <laughs> Amy Grant was the when first I was, one. Uh, 11 years old, life was tough. Oh. Where's Mama? 
She's gone. She don't want me. To. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, ladies and gentlemen. Dennis Quaid, everyone. And I've always loved. <laughs> And Guys. I found some songs that I just I held on to. <laughs> they gave me hope. Mercy me, that can't be his real voice. Because I needed it. Dad, I can do this. No, you can't. And you're going to blink your eyes and you're going to realize that life has gotten you nowhere because you chased some stupid dream. I can only believe it. I want you to know that I pray for you all the time. When I and I, I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for out there. What are you running from? I mean, the quotient of rumbly, low-voiced men is out of control. <laughs> deal with it the only way I know how, and that's to write a song. By dancing. <laughs> March 16th. I mean. Hungry? I set the table. I made a frittata. I made a frittata. Guys, this movie is awesome. It's so good. That inspired millions. Transform him. You have a gift. Yeah. I didn't think that God could do that. So I wrote this song for my dad. Oh, 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 you did. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But Just, what's the name of the movie? It's called uh, Slappy Dads. Faith, <laughs> faith music stuff. <laughs> Slappy Dads. Slappy Dads. <gasps> oh, I mean, okay. And by the way, the, the show we're doing in June is going to be called Good Christian Fun colon Heaven is Four Reels. R E E L S. Very clever. Kevin right. uh, came up with that. Uh, we we did have a lot to choose from. Holy movie roast, Christian Science Theater sixty nine. <laughs> um, um, quick note about this trailer that we just watched. Yes. I love a I love a bragging point for songs being how quickly they were written, as if that's yeah. like yeah. a virtue. This was pooped <laughs> like, out in three seconds. <laughs> that is, that I is like, barely yeah. thought about yeah. it, and isn't that amazing? <laughs> that's it's such like, a trope. no. You yeah. should have. Oh, Worked yeah. harder on like it. yesterday, famously. Oh, it came to me in a dream, and yeah. I, I sang it to scramble. I eggs. wrote it about ten minutes, and I put some chords together. It is perfect <laughs> for him to say it was perfect as is. Wow, perfect. It's a as good song, is. but someone has clearly uh, told him it's the <laughs> best song ever. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. in the trailer. My lord. Okay. Anyway, so backing up. So we started with Bart's childhood. <laughs> And follow him all the way to the so grave. He's, <laughs> he's still alive. Geez. So he's a sweet little boy. He's riding around. Uh, he's listening to oldies on his like tape cassette and yeah. on his bike. And he's like waving to the neighborhood folk and the townies yeah. or whatever. And I was watching and I was like, oh, this is like, what if Stranger Things was boring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's really shitty with a leaf blower, too. Like, he's right scared. off the bat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and the old lady's like, I guess that was good. Yeah. Like, it's a point that he's bad yeah. at his job. Yeah. So that lack of effort started early. <laughs> yeah, he's surrounded by, apart from his dad, strangers who coddle him into thinking oh, he's yeah. better than Enable he is. His, yeah. <laughs> his male superiority. I mean, uh, let's talk about the cast, too. The cast is uh, Jay... Michael, what's his name? Chuck Berry, Michael Murray. What, what's the main guy's Chad name? Michael Murray it's would me. Have been awesome. It's J. Michael Finley. Nice. <laughs> J. Michael Finley. Is the main. His feature film debut as Fart Fillard. Um, <laughs> nice. 
nice. Bringing a Sean Astin like energy mm. to the role. And he's, he's I like him. He's he's, he's good. Guy. He's, he's good actor. He's a Broadway guy. Oh. oh my gosh. When he did his turn as Curly in Oklahoma in this movie. Oh, that was. I was yeah. like, I can yeah. sing. I'm yeah. enjoying this. And He's fam. Very good. I where was this that. movie shot entirely? Oklahoma, baby. Really? Oklahoma oh. City. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sleeping on the I was plane. born in Tulsa. Oral Roberts <laughs> delivered me <laughs> and said, what's next? Um, I was born in Tulsa with no nothing to my name. I will just start a podcast and get some podcast fame. I'm Kevin. Oh, my gosh. We're going to sell out Oral Roberts University so hard. Last time I was there, the commencement speaker for my sister's graduation, Dr. Ben Carson. Nice. Yeah, it was super nice. So, J. Michael Finley, this is a rare occasion in which... The actor portraying the singer in real life, the actor portraying him in the biopic, is a better singer than the yeah. guy. Kind of significantly yeah. better. I don't think Bart not Miller's Bart bad. Is terrible. No, he's, he's not good. a bad he's singer. Fine. But when I listened to the the real, I can only imagine yeah. after I was like, ooh, yeah, they shouldn't have picked this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't make it look good. <laughs> Jay, okay, so this is from the soundtrack. This is. One of the worship songs that Mercy Me is singing at one of the, the concerts. Gosh, oh, is this the one that gets Trace Atkins to finally like, He's like, look at him? He's you like, gotta oh. do more like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like the worst that song was, of their set. But that was also the scene where the, the hands no, went they started up. worshiping! <laughs> Everyone started worshiping! And I was like, oh, I've, I've seen this in infomercials. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The, to me, the hubris of showing people with their hands up worshiping in your... Listen to movie that, about your real life. It's weird. That's smooth. Yeah. Your face is all I see. You don't like it? Ooh. No, it's got that uh, kind of smarmy um, ballad singer. You don't like sound. that little. little it kind of sounds like Clay Aiken. That's <laughs> like. Yeah, like Clay Aiken or Josh the Groban. Smarmiest Josh singer of all, Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's great. And then it's populated with a bunch of actors, not like, you know, family Church members volunteers. of the crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah which like, is how it usually goes with Christian movies. You got yeah. Cloris Leachman rocking it as Bart's grandmother, she rocking it at 91 years yeah. old. Wow. I will say, from Facts of Life fame, Cloris Leachman. Good for her. You got Dennis Quaid as <laughs> Slappy Dad. the titular Mr. Imagine. <laughs> uh, you got Trace Adkins as Brickle. And then you got some other folks. Yeah. yeah. I do like how... Because uh, Bart Millard isn't a solo artist. He's in a band called Mercy Me, who the rest of the members of that band in this movie are background they players. They are nothing. They have we four know, lines each. We yeah. barely learn their names, yeah. let alone what their story, yeah. let alone like them as a band together. Uh, it's really the Bart have, show the entire movie. I have so many thoughts about how this movie was structured Tell and me. how they like wanted to. Well, it Perfectly. Was so, it was so, <laughs> so we open on, no. So what was really interesting is I, they wanted they did this framing device of Amy Grant like interviewing him or like just talking yes. about the the song in the Guys, present. If you didn't think that we we're gonna watch a movie in which Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith are fictional characters portrayed by other actors, you don't know us. We are. <laughs> it was it was just so weird to have this framing device because then it, which they barely they kind of like abandoned halfway through the movie and then got back right. to it. But then they kind of rushed and schlocked through his life to get to it to where like I know his dad was like abusing him but it wasn't like 
compellingly yes it wasn't believable what was happening in his life yeah and like he went to camp and for a second there like for a split second i was like wait did he go to summer camp i don't understand what he's doing but it was it was a it was like a church camp or something Uh something. and that lasted all of three minutes yeah uh which is supposed to be like a huge turning point and it just kept it's when he gets that tape man it just it kept it, it felt so so if this is like an important song, mm-hmm. it felt like this movie was the ultimate middle finger to like what that song means to a lot of people, at least because yeah. in my opinion, the, the, the most interesting stuff, the, like the core, the heart of where all it was, was when um, he goes back home to his dad. Yeah. And I thought if you to told the story yeah. from that point on watching his dad die and go into flashbacks of you know the abuse he went through him going to camp that's a good i would have cared more about it because like that's uh, the first part dennis quaid coming on the screen i was like oh this is a two-dimensional character i mean but then once he started it it was when he made that frittata (laughs) that i actually like gave a damn about what was happening so in my in my mind like because I really didn't like the movie. So I was trying to think of like, how can I come at this in a positive way? And it's like, yeah. oh, if I were to do this, it would be he he was just rejected by all the labels and he's going back home mm. and he's watching his dad die. And, you know, you he he stares out a window and it's a flashback to him at camp. That's and you're sort of telling so it piecemeal. That's so much better than because, like, let's talk about from your success point. Yeah, it works like backward. Yeah. your daddy's cancer and death is useful for your career. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. that really was the heart of this movie when you got to it. And it was so I was talking with Kevin about why Dennis Quaid's angry dad felt so not real and yeah. like not uh, believable, really, even though it was a true story, yeah. which is insane. Yeah. Was uh, the way they played it too was he is such a caricature of a villain that literally has zero redeeming or even like human moments for the first half of the movie. Yeah, until he is saved you know, quote unquote, and then suddenly he makes him a frittata and is like trying to repair the relationship. That that frittata was loaded with God's grace, fam. (laughs) I mean, it is like... like, So, yeah, it was just hard to like buy into this relationship when you're like, I don't care about this dad's redeeming moment. He was such a monster that I can't even believe he would have a heart. a monster. That's the only way I could describe him. (laughs) Well, like the first time we see him, him, he's No, it's from this movie. (laughs) Then he draws him as a monster. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, that is right. Guys, oh, my God. Heaven is for reals. There's June, so Pro City Church. Much. Come on out. Even if you listen to this, come uh, on out. I think another thing we should talk about is the cinematography, more specifically, the amount of close-ups we got yeah. and how tight on Dennis Quaid's yeah. damn face And especially, got. okay, so Dennis Quaid is an actor. Sicker, just right got tighter. <laughs> I will we say- We were up his nostril for the last five minutes. In his old age, he seems to be slowly morphing into Randy Travis. Who's that? <laughs> Randy Travis. Travis yeah. is a country singer oh. who I think his Quaid's just getting skinnier, but he looked frail. And I know oh, he's yeah. like literally sick in this movie, but yeah, I think it was like a little scary. <gasps> but then like audience dad like clapping, yeah, looked is, amazing, like, <laughs> like, like touched. It's the greatest thing I've like, ever seen. He was yeah. like handsome, and his yeah. hair was done. And he was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in heaven, we all get a glow up, <laughs> which is nice to know. Heaven's glow ups are for real. Uh, here's <laughs> here here's some of the dialogue. Uh, I don't know because I was watching a few interviews with Dennis Quaid just to see like 
how are you doing, bro? Yeah. Because Ooh, yeah. he di- he has um, done the thing that a lot of people do, like Ja Rule did when we watched I'm in Love with the Church Girl, which is I wasn't a Christian and then I made this movie and now I'm a Christian. Shia yeah. LaBeouf did that. Shia too, LaBeouf for, did that for Fury, Fury, which wasn't even a Christian movie. Uh-huh, for Furry it. is what you said. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he plays a uh, Dennis Quaid did that for this movie. And uh, I, I which, think. Just a caveat. Sure. They could be sincere. We, okay. Let's acknowledge <laughs> they could be. I was expecting more from Mr. Frequency himself than <laughs> than what we got in this movie. But listen to his, just his voice. I understand you're in the South. I understand it's a rural setting. But listen to this. What am I going to do, Bert? I, I just... Bert? <laughs> I want to make things right. Like he's burping out his name. You and me. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do it. I'm trying. I'm reading a lot of books I don't understand. <laughs> that This part I cracked up in in the movie, and I had, to, I had to cover with a cough. <laughs> Is this the Leviticus thing, right? I don't have nobody to... For me. So the soundtrack has the score with the dialogue over it, like those old oh, this Stephen. Is from Spotify. Yeah, oh, oh, my this is the soundtrack I'm playing right now. So weird. And the artist credit is the screenwriter. <laughs> oh, strange. Bart, what am I gonna do, Bart? <laughs> oh wait, can't forgive you. No, can't forgive you. I can't. I can't. Oh shoot. Again, yeah. the time of my life watching this movie. Um, Let's just, go ahead. Okay, this the, I'm going to bring the room down a little bit with okay. this comment, but oh. I feel like there's something about this movie that really sat wrong with me in a big way, which is uh, you can embrace and forgive your abusers if they look sad enough. Yes. You know what I mean? Ooh, and, yes. And that yeah. message was really messed up to me yeah. because – we saw what his dad did to him. He hit him multiple times. He broke he was, a plate over his head. Yeah, he really movie. was a monster. Yeah. And if that's truly what it was like to live with this man, then I don't think I would have advised Bart, my friend, to go spend time with him and be in that house like for his own mental health or his safety. And I understand the dad wanting to reconnect, but even then he wouldn't apologize for what happened and he wouldn't like say exactly like this, this, and this was wrong. And I understand that now. He was just like, here's some eggs. I'm old now. Why, why would you hurt me? Yeah. And this movie said, you know, basically if you're a Christian, go back to your abusers. If they, you know, they shed a tear. Yeah. Because Bart then spends a lot of the rest of the movie taking care of him. Yeah. yeah. Being his buddy. And then he, yeah. and then by the end of it, he's saying, He's my best friend. He's the man yeah. I want to be. Yeah, that was felt that very gaslit. Not that yeah. that can happen. You know, I mean, if if that's your choice, that's your family or whatever, and this is Bart's life. Or, but to me, that message was like, I see that message a lot. Of like, if they look sad enough, or if yeah. they seem a little bit contrite, then like you're a monster if you don't forgive them and then integrate yourself into their lives. Like well, that's not good. And again, like coming from the from what I was talking about earlier, in you know, be a good person, and then everything works out for you on the other side, that sort of thing. So coming from that point of view into that, it seemed like, you know, oh, he's a monster, but moral of the story is 
he found religion and no, it was nice. the magic antidote and everything's better and we're all good. And it seemed a little too, uh, that was sitting with me in a weird Yeah. No, way. I agree with you too. Yeah. yeah. That like, oh, he listened to enough Christianity that it like magically yeah. morphed him into it. And I think they do still show his angry side. Like he takes yeah. a golf club to that truck, even though he's post-Christian You know phase, what? But but that looked fun. Yeah. That looked like a David Lairman yeah. segment. Yeah. Like throwing something that. off a tall building. Yeah. But yeah, I, I understand that feeling and it, it feels cheap is the word that comes to mind. Like it just feels cheap to say, oh, magically all of his problems were solved, even though he didn't talk to literally anybody about it because he listened to some well, Christian I'm almost, radio. I'm almost willing to bet that like that's not really how it all went down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's artistic license in the movie and everything. And that goes back to my thing of like, if this is such an important song that like has affected so many people, I'm like... I feel like it, the movie kind of did a disservice to maybe his story and the song itself because it, it kind of rushed through, it oversimplified, mm-hmm. and then they sort of put a, a, a tag of a, of a number on there if you'd like to talk about faith or talk. Yeah. Like it, it was just sort of like it oh was all gosh. this weird yeah. assault of messages. And it in a bow too of like everything yeah. worked out. Yeah. In a vice presidential bow. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, it, yeah. that was, that oh, was and nuts. that he was a chart topper, but they failed to note that the chart was just Christian charts. Oh, Oh, yeah, they said like 40 number ones, but it's like Christian, adult, <laughs> contemporary, yeah, it's soft like, rock. Yeah. I mean, good for you, but still. Yeah, like Low I bar. had 40 number one farts in my bathroom today. <laughs> I'm not going to put, Congratulations. You know, thank you. It's I an know honor you've been really aiming just for Just to be nominated. Oh, <laughs> you aim your farts? No, I try to. farts. Uh, 40 is, are you healthy? Are you no fiber? No. Okay. No, but I'm getting enough Jaffa. Uh, so this movie, the basic overview of it is like, yeah, it's the making of the song. One of the, cre- at least in this movie, there's not executive producer God like there was in a <laughs> movie we previously You're kidding. watched. No. You're kidding. Yep. No, but it does say based on Bart Millard's life. So, you know, to your points about like, uh, kind of going back to your abusers, I think that is the shield, unfortunately. Like, well, it happened to me. Mm-hmm. That's my life. Even though they're not like thinking through the messaging people think. Just because something happened and is true, it's like still responsible to put in a movie. Yeah. But the basic overview of the movie is like, yeah, the origin of the song, which I never listened to and thought, oh, this is about... Uh, a redemptive relationship yeah, or anything. Yeah, dad no. dying of cancer. It just felt... So in a weird way, there's there's a few issues with this. One, Brigham touched upon as someone thankfully coming into it cold, which I call the Studio 60 problem, <laughs> which I think we've talked about on this show before. <laughs> the Studio 60 problem was that Matt Albee, as played by Matthew Perry on that show, uh-huh. was set up, guys, this writer is the funniest sketch writer in history, and they they build it up so so much, yep. and then you see his sketches on the show, and it's like this is not good. Yeah, but everyone on the show is like, guys, oh, he's the Can funniest, boop, 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 boop. and this this happens anytime you say someone's good at anything in a movie or a TV show or in any piece of fiction, and then you actually see it and it's observable, yeah. and you can understand it. Like if you say someone's a good accountant, they say a bunch of number jargon yeah. that's like harder to observe. Yeah, but if you say this song changed my life, yeah. changes people's yeah. lives. And you hear it, it's like, okay. Yeah. And there was so much about it being about his dad that when when he was starting to sing, I was like, okay, there's going to be some dad stuff in here. Dad, we're gonna, dad, We're, we're going to pass it a baseball even, around. It, it wasn't was, even like a third person of like, I wonder what it'll be like for him. No. It was like, what well, about me? When, it started, when he started singing, I was like, oh, maybe this is like an Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven mm. thing. And I was like, 
okay, let's see. And then it just kind of went down. <laughs> like Eric Crapton. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that touches again on your note even better of like, they shouldn't have set this up as like, this is the greatest song of all time. Yeah. It should have been like, this was a really meaningful song. Yes. Here's why it's meaningful. Oh, I so agree with that. You know? Yeah. yeah. But instead it was, here's one of the greatest songs <laughs> yeah, of all time. It just sets up anybody who yeah. doesn't know. like. But I mean, to their credit, from the perspective of most Christians, that is an iconic song. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, we're already bought into that this is the greatest song of all time, yeah. I and suppose. I cannot overemphasize how much this movie is just walk hard. The Dewey <laughs> Cox story. Have you seen it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So abusive father wrong kid died you're never gonna make it uh the actor the main actor playing him at an inappropriately young age mm-hmm. where you see <laughs> j michael finley a oh 37 year old man playing a 14 year old kid in high school that transition so from the recording studio <laughs> to him in a football uniform it could have been like just the the clothes change and it's his head it was a Sketch. It was so funny. It was sketch comedy. But they explained it away. She was like, you with that beard makes you look like a 30-year-old. I was like, I, I just pictured the screenwriter being like, solve mm, that problem. Yeah. It's like 37-year-old. Right, yeah. Time to go to Chili's. Old. We're done screenwriting for Three the day. Three years from 40. <laughs> <laughs> to go to Chili's. I nailed that one. It was one thing. So, I mean, all the beats are the same. And the, the pressure, walk hard, is I can only imagine. Like, literally, the song. Yeah. Are the titles in both movies? Oh, funny. So it's like one song that changes it all uh-huh. and turns it all around. And even the performances at yeah. the end are like, the same. okay, I'm just realizing this. <laughs> like, but no, like even the way it's staged with the finale and a big funny. auditorium and the lights and stuff. By the way, guys, if you haven't seen Walk Hard, one of the funniest movies oh, in the last God. 20 years, everyone kind of slept on it, but it's a masterpiece. Oh, just um, the Beatles sequence alone. The and Beatles. That. Uh, yeah. I can only Shut imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a lot of bullshit with like recording studios and like music labels and whatever literally doesn't matter it goes on it's so there's so much of it and then there's like this secondary daddy figure in this kind of manager that brickle is played by trace adkins trace adkins who only has eyes for bart not the rest of the band (laughs) yeah like the rest of the band i cannot it cannot be organized enough how much of a set piece they were just like placed in the background i want to be there when the band with Bart watch this movie for the first time they're like I'm sure they're all like (laughs) humble and kind enough to just slap him on the back and be like good job buddy but I'm sure they'll also just be like are you fucking kidding me and uh, Cloris Leachman as his grandma where the origin of both the name of the band and the name of the song, again, a walk hardism, yeah. <laughs> which walk hard is, I mean, it's kind of an Ouroboros situation because walk hard is such a send up of the musical biopic color by numbers thing where mm-hmm. you do this, you do yeah. this, a tragedy that shapes you in mm-hmm. some way when you're young. Like that's Ray, that's walk the line. But Cloris Leachman, who at 91 is still giving cognizant performances, <laughs> <laughs> like she's good, but she at one point says, mercy me. Yeah. And then at one point, like at the dad's funeral, spoiler alert, because he dies of cancer, she does say, I can't imagine what he's seen up there. Or something, something, imagine what he's seen up there. So in both cases, and the real life Bart Miller has on record said, like those things happened. That wasn't a screenwriter's convention. She said, I can only imagine. She said, mercy me, when he said, I'm going to be in a rock and roll band. He's like, that's it, or whatever. And this is what he's claiming. Who knows? I don't know if you've examined any of the posts I can only imagine work of Mercy Me. Yeah. 
What were we eating? What were we singing before? I can we, only eat margarine. I can only eat margarine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. You could Surrounded say. by your smellies. <laughs> so let's talk about um, when we get to see the frenzy of songwriting when it finally happens. This is after the dad's funeral. Crooks. And um, and they've they've kind of patched things up after that point. Um, so he has fond feelings about his fathers send up to heaven i suppose and uh we know the entire movie that bart's quite the quite the journaler mm. he loves to write in his diary did was that set up a bunch oh yes it was yeah. even from the early yeah. scenes is it yeah I mean, every in that three minute sequence at camp every scene in this <laughs> Kevin, movie is fun blink and you'll miss it <laughs> but it's really important he meets the love interest at camp at a young age which, which you to said their credit yeah it was the first time i haven't seen a girlfriend be blonde and angelic non-blonde christian girlfriend <laughs> anyway uh so so his father has passed away. He gets back on the old band bus. No other band members to be seen. And uh, <laughs> serial killer like, yes. he starts flipping through his journal and, and notes imagine, in many imagine. margins. It says, "I can only imagine, imagine, imagine." Like drawn crazily, <laughs> so sc- like the Joker style. Yeah, yeah, and we haven't like seen that beforehand. We don't no, know that's no. like one of his things. But suddenly he's like flipping through as if he never realized that he writes yeah. it all the time. Yeah, we're seeing it from his perspective. Yes. Memento style, like, what did I write? <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, it's all coming together. And then he looks up, up and yeah. said like, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. So, I guess that like, God so how made long him did, write it. How long is that does that count within the 10 minutes it took to write the song? So it was about two minutes of furiously <laughs> turning unclear. through the pages. Yeah, but maybe that does tack, on, <laughs> tack on another two minutes. <laughs> so it's a 12 minute, right? It's a 12 minute. A 12 minute, incredible, Whoa. life-changing, right? Cool. So then so then you see him kind of writing down his like poetry. Um, now I'm imagining. <laughs> Guys, okay, go with me. Uh, we're on the journey. He writes down the lyrics, okay? Oh. Amy Grant hears him, and then at her concert, she says, ah, I can't do this. Bart, you come up here, which is what happens in the movie. Yeah, which is what happens in the movie. But instead of a song... Amy Grant. Instead of a song, it's a slam poem. (laughs) He gets up there. Imagine. I can't only imagine what it will be like when that day will come. Surrounded by by your your glory? (laughs) What will my heart... Feel. People are kind of just like looking at each other. Like, like they don't know whether to clap along or like snap. Or... Oh no, definitely prayer hands. <laughs> definitely prayer hands. I will say, uh, Caroline, and then my myself as well for a second, we're confused with was that Amy Grant for real? Because the actress who plays her in the movie looks, looks a lot like her. So much like. It wasn't her. until this interview when you said it was someone playing her that I was like, oh, cool, that's a fact <laughs> that I didn't know. Because I remember thinking, it was like, wow, that's really interesting that they got the actual artists. I mean, she probably plays herself, right? That's uh-huh. who would do it. I actually, for I don't know enough about Mercy Me that I actually thought the reason why the guy who was playing Bart was so old is because it it's was the just the actual, the actual guy, the that actual singer. So, so I was just, yeah, just that's confused. Like that Clint Eastwood yeah. movie where he made those soldiers relive their trauma. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he said, yeah. they're, they're the real actors. <laughs> yeah, and then threw an empty chair across oh the room. Oh, my God. Uh, it President. is. Did you guys notice how much younger Michael W. Smith was from the Amy Grant that's actor? The Amy Grant really looked 
age appropriate and yeah. just looked like her. Michael W. Smith looked like Bobo Breckenmeyer. Is that the, yeah. the feathered hair? Yeah. And he looks nothing he's like He's also him. like a huge, huge figure figure in the Christian world. So that was gotcha. like, Corner when stuff. they said Michael W. Smith, everyone in the was like, uh, like that was great. I will say the audience. Yeah, that was super funny. Yeah, everyone creamed their jeans. Everyone pooped on the spot. Oh. I, I will say, speaking might have of poop, the Burbank sixteen. Might have, it might, yeah, have, might have gone a little better in there. The audience at our Burbank sixteen screening, at least, they this movie had them in the palm of its hand. See, Reverend. okay, you know what? I feel like I need to go to your screening i feel like <laughs> i didn't get yours the, it was it was like six of us sitting yeah. in an empty theater and they weren't getting rowdy <laughs> nobody was rowdy except for one dude behind me who was sniffling through all of it and i couldn't tell if he was being emotional or just oh, had really man. bad allergies that's oh, my problem man. with caroline too uh, yeah I he would s- he would sniff and i'd sort of turn back like really dude really You're, this <laughs> part like a- <laughs> well no yes. our our audience laughing at the funny parts that's right crying uh, sniffles galore. It was a chorus See, choir. I need, I need to experience I was that when that. Dennis Quaid died oh. in the movie. Um, yeah, so it was a very present audience. And by the way, it was <laughs> it was so fun. The trailers before to see. Pretty much our upcoming slate of GCF episodes. <laughs> so true. Our schedule. And like Disney even threw in like the Nutcracker because it's Christmas. I don't know if yeah. you got that before. Oh, I was like, that's oh, a that's a point. stretch, but what I get better it. better time to advertise for a <laughs> Christmas movie than that. March. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so it was I like God's Not Dead 3. Sincerely going to go see that volleyball Christian movie. Oh. Oh, with Helen Hunt because it's all for Caroline. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the Caroline in that movie dies and she's kind of like an inspirational hero. I resonate with that. Is it but explicitly, also I'm a player, so is it like, explicitly hey. uh, Christian in the trailer? I don't, I don't know. It but was it's kinda... made by all the all the usual suspects. Because yeah, I, they like pray. I think in the trailer. I'd want to check this out because I've been seeing that trailer a ton for different movies, and I I, I almost want to say when that trailer played before this movie, there was a mention of faith in it. It was that, more Christian, right? It was, yeah. Than it, the other, it's yes, like an edit. The was there a Christian edit? <laughs> yes, I think yeah. you're right. Now yeah. that you say that, yeah. I think you're absolutely right because I remember seeing the trailer before Isle of Dogs or something <laughs> yeah. like that and it was like definitely just a sports movie well before this movie that's when I found out that this was a Christian movie there was a long, <laughs> you're so right because there now I think there was like a longer trailer yeah. and it was much it's, more it's the Christian cut it's the <gasps> <gasps> I think every movie should have a Christian cut <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, I mean, they say finding they- Dory. How about finding your savior? <laughs> <laughs> Slut. <laughs> just keep praying. Just keep, keep praying. praying. Just keep- Ooh, intercession. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, what else do we want to talk about in this oh, movie? There was, I feel like there was more. Uh- <laughs> I feel like okay. So I don't like want to hate so much on it. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. This is when Dennis Quaid dies. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Sing, sing me one more song. Fart. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all I want. <laughs> one more song. For all time's sake. And a slice of fertility. He comes out of the coffin. You think I'd miss this party? <laughs> you sound like shit. <laughs> Use this. Use the prank. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this movie again. I can't wait. That's the thing is like movies so much. Like I've seen crappy movies yeah. that when I've seen it with the right crowd, it's just a great movie All in the my eyes. Time. And you cannot tell me different. No. And so I feel like I need a redo. I need like a redemption 
of you know this this movie viewing. We'll comp your ticket. Mm. We'll do that for you for our live show. <laughs> that's for all. Wow. Actually, just twenty percent. Literally, all I've been. That's what I, that's what I was angling for the whole time. Okay, just our directing coupons the conversation. Are very reasonable. <laughs> I I too have some positive things about to say about this movie. Mm. Genuinely, technically. Technically, good like well filmed. Although there was a small fire going on in every room, there was so much smoke. The smoke <laughs> haze in the, the house. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, surely they'll dress." There's construction going on or something. No, nope, that's just how the house is. Anyway, but um, that said, this movie, as opposed to a lot of the other Christian movies I've seen, showed some like real shit that usually Christian movies are like scared of going too far with for for fear of like offending their viewers. Really. With, with yeah, with like too real much violence. successful white men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with like real violence usually isn't shown that much, or like real trauma. Um, mm-hmm. I will say the dad never said a curse word, which is not very realistic, yeah, no. because that's here, that's dummy. too far. <laughs> that's too far, I think. But so so for that, it was I was impressed by that that like they were willing to go to maybe some rockier areas to to get a little bit more emotional depth because mm-hmm. I guess my bar is so low. That just the most like dramatic thing I've seen is Kirk Cameron throw a trash can against a wall. You know, like that was. That's still terrible. our high point of yeah. conflict. <laughs> I, yeah. So this isn't meant as as a dig. This is like sure. a real good thing. Is I the one thing I really liked in the movie was all the traveling shots, the cinematography of them. <laughs> yeah, like, going down like lonely country roads, like gorgeous sunsets, That's and true. I was like, wow, okay, this is shot really great. Yeah, it's shot, yeah. shot well. Yeah. Another thing that everything I, was in focus. <laughs> they managed to get the actors centered. Yeah, um, their marks. There was good lighting. Uh, I I also was impressed by um, the fact that there weren't a ton of needle drops in this movie. Because another thing we see in so many movies is like a dad will be getting ready in the bathroom and it'll be like, what would people do? If, just That's in the true. background. They used a U2 needle drop in the beginning. Okay. Which I thought was like, but that makes uh, sense. first time I've heard it was like scored, basically, right? It was scored. Or it was like live music. There was a very important one with 37-year-old Bart rocking out in the high school auditorium though oh that's true to that's true the great adventure by stephen oh, curtis chapman that's right this, this is great adventure i can't uh, for the list i can't stress to you how much this movie felt concocted in a lab for the good christian fun podcast <laughs> for so review the way so that true. scientists engineered doritos powder like, to make fail. us eat it more it's amazing there wasn't a clip of like donut man on the tv when he's getting slapped by dad there- <laughs> Literally nothing you said to me. Like, <laughs> and like did not understand. That's good. You're welcome. That's and he's treat. like trying to check out, and he's just zooming in on that donut. <laughs> like, well, God's love is like a donut. God's love is like a donut. Like a donut. Now that's. I want to hear more of that <laughs> sound. <laughs> that's star power. Oh, donut so man good. is a uh, child's show. Christians. Oh, nice. Very bad. I think it's for everyone. (laughs) Uh, The love interest, was there any problematic stuff we need to talk Uh, about with her? I'm trying to remember. Just mostly the fact that she was basically nothing. Yeah, she was window dressing. Yeah, I mean, she had a little bit more of a spitfire to her, which I appreciated, but also she was like, Oh yeah, she she Could didn't been gone, fall for her fine. his dumb nonsense when he's like, yeah. "Come on, babe, we're on tour, uh-huh. get in the bus. <laughs> like, we got a CD." But <laughs> then you know who did get in the bus? Brickle got Brickle in the did. bus. Yeah, the montage. Uh, going back to what you said, bringing the montage of people worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> so 
good. So crazy. This movie i can't okay so and then the ending too we alluded to it before there's some text for i forget what even the text was for did you write down your notes um all i wrote down was faith.com oh to to talk about faith call this number go to this website and then then i thought it was just going to be that and then a second one came up and it was like if you know someone who's a victim of violence call this number oh yeah that was good yeah yeah but then forgive them (laughs) they said Bart Millard. And this is this is where you kind of just undermine your whole thing. Yeah. Wait, yeah. guys. What? Sorry, this is very important. Yeah. I just typed in faith.com. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh <gasps> hell yeah. It's Christian <laughs> Mingle. Ready it's a mingle. Christian <laughs> Mingle portal. It redirects to Christian Mingle. Faith.com. Wow. Oh my god. So that you're is... supposed to talk to some hot singles about the Lord coming into your life. <laughs> GoHeavenlyDaddy.com. Um, they didn't keep the URL open that long. Maybe I wrote down the wrong one. I th- I think we must have. If it goes to Christian Mingle, is this it just came is out. this just Christian Mingle branded content? <laughs> Damn it, not again. Ah. Chadaboutfaith.com. Oh, Chadaboutfaith.com. Okay. Wait, Chad that with a D? <laughs> it's just a guy named Chad. Chad about that is so funny though that Christian Mingle bought. Faith.com. Yeah. I'm a man That's about pretty, town and yeah. a chat about faith. <laughs> <laughs> so it, Sorry, what were you saying? So there's chat about faith, but then again, the whole movie kind of gets undermined because there's nothing terribly didactic. There's nothing that if you were a non Christian, you watch it where you're like, uh, that you would probably be like disgusted by. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. The main photo on chataboutfaith.com is still a pro- promotional photo for is, is the pro- It's the poster for it. So there's nothing like, like you see in like the Kirk Cameron types of these movies where it's just such, it's basically like a dressed up sermon example. And this is more of like a movie with a story and yeah. stakes. It just happened. And I will say it is, um, I think the best cast of these movies that we've ever seen mm-hmm. before, like top to bottom, it's like, these are all good people. No one in here is like embarrassingly bad. I think, which actually makes the movie so amazing to watch because it doesn't feel mean to make fun of it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, these are professional. Like J. Michael Finley did Les Miserables and, yeah. Yeah. and Book of Mormon, by the way, in 2011. Oh, he was yeah. in that. Oh, and perfect. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy. Like, he's a Broadway. He's not just like some guy from local theater in Houston. Shouts out to Houston. <laughs> Shout out to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. We're starting a theater company there. So, so yeah, there's a lot to... But, oh, what I was going to say is the last thing in the, in the movie after the text and chat about faith.com is it does show, and then Bart Millard in 2018 or 2017 went to the White House to sing <gasps> oh, that's right. for the vice that's president. Right. <sighs> like a shitty C-SPAN coffee. <laughs> It shows a YouTube video yeah. of the C-SPAN right. thing, yeah. which that gives away the game. If you want to say, like, he went on to great things and blah, blah, blah. And they do say in the text, like, like they would about any biopic, like, he went on to blah, 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 number one singles, like, top 40, whatever. But to not only just say he went to the White House and sang, which would be, like, an accomplishment for anyone sure, in any yeah. administration, but he sang for the vice president yeah. or whatever, yeah. to specifically single out the vice president. So funny. Yeah. Like, like, for them, I think that was, like, ooh, Good brag. It's you a know? Yeah. dog whistle to bigotry. Yeah. Oh. It's a dog whistle yeah. to like, 100%. oh, don't worry. I know there's not enough conservative nonsense yeah. in this movie. It wasn't Obama's yeah. White House. It was 
Mike Pence. Did you call it a white house? <laughs> white house. White house. It was as if they had tagged white it with like, house. Mercy Me then went on a nationwide tour in the fade-in of every Applebee's. It was just so like, oh. But yeah, you're right. It's, okay. it, it undermines it, but it, it is. It's like signaling to bigotry. Yes. To I mean, Pence is Pence. It's not alienating yeah. the base, which yeah. I think... Again, we're in the bubble. Yeah. We are in the bubble, sure. living in this town where it's like there's only two theaters playing it. This thing is doing gangbusters. Every it was yeah. number three at the box office the weekend it came out, which really? was like well about the only movie. thing it didn't beat was Tomb Raider and Black Panther. It was number three. It beat every, it beat a Wrinkle in Time. It beat everything else. So it's one of those things you don't realize it until you go. Where it's like this. Where I it resonates. I can't wait to watch. I I can only imagine again. <laughs> okay. Oh. Imagining harder. Imagining twice. I can only imagine twice. Um, also, I think part of the deal with getting Mr. Quaid to be in this movie, not only like he's an actor, he wants to keep working, but also I think part of the contract was I'll do the movie. But you gotta let me sing a song on the soundtrack. What? Insisted on singing. What? And this comes in the form of a song called "On My Way to Heaven" by Dennis Quaid. Let's take a listen. Turn it up. Produced by T Bone Burnett, a really good producer. Wow. Ex of Sam Phillips slash Leslie Phillips. I'm gonna pull up the music video for it because I think it's even more delicious. <laughs> we'll just hear that first part again. <laughs> My life may not be roses, but still I'm gonna be alright. Long as I got my safe. Oh, he looks better. Sure. I mean, they gave him a horrible haircut in the movie yeah. too. Yeah. me from the heavy chains. That had bound oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so the music video, we're watching this on YouTube for the listener at home. It's being intercut with scenes from the movie. Okay. Oh, it's a trash fire where he threw a spacesuit in. Every scene in this movie rocks. On my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. So I can't be staying long. So I, I can't be sure that's his singing voice too. No, I mean, if anything, that's that's going through something. Right, it's going through a few filters, right. bro. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. There's Sean. There's 37 year old in the house. <laughs> Were you about to say Sean Hassan? Yep, I was. It I looks feel it. like him. I feel it. Another way. This is uh, boring Stranger Things. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't want to hype it too much, but. This is such, by the way, like a Bruce Springsteen-style video. Like Devils in Dust era Bruce Springsteen, 2005. Sorry, I just got very Rain Man about Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Uh, 2005, he put out a DVD from the VH1 Storytellers, and there was these bonus videos as bonus content. Um, I went pee-pee during this video. Did I miss anything? Yes. Okay, we'll rewind He's on his way to heaven. (laughs) No. He's dying? He's still... Wait, is this from the point of view of his character? I think so. <gasps> so wait, if if I can only imagine is the song 
from, the from sun. his son's point of view to him. <laughs> is this his point of view song to him? As if like of the sun. I got you. Hold my beer. Here's here's guys. My- <laughs> look for on my way to heaven. The movie. In theaters. I grew up in the 80s and I had a mean dad. <laughs> I mean, mock it all you want. This marketing strategy, whatever it was, worked. Quaid got saved. Quaid got wow. saved. By the way, now imagine the whole movie with Randy Quaid. Well, I was just thinking, I was like, I want Randy Quaid to come in with like a sick beat. You know? I'm on my yeah. way to hell. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds good. If it's him, we don't know. Oh, I think it's him. He had a little help from the old studio dials, but he's good. He's smiling. He's having a good time. He's 63 years old. I mean, he's this handsome man. as He's heck. still got it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing the Parent Trap remake and being oh like, God. hi, Hachi I have Chachi. woken up. <laughs> More like the Parent Fap. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for sullying this Christian <laughs> podcast by saying the Parent Fap. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fake hypocrites. <laughs> you know what? No, you're right. You're the real truth teller. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that hurts. All <sighs> right, Mo, let's get to our final facts oh about the movie on that note. It's going to stay with me. <laughs> That's the point. Now, the way this works is we give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If <laughs> All right, they're doing the handshake. We give. Oh, he's doing almost kind of handshake in the form of a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast is a thumbs up. We're sending this movie on its way to heaven. Or holy roast, where we can only imagine what hell is like. <laughs> and we're going to start, as always, with you, Caroline. Um, I'm going to give this... Ooh, this is a conflict now that you think about it. It's easy to give it a roast, but also mm-hmm. I had such a good time. I want to give it a toast. You can... Well, if, if you want to split the difference, you can always send it to Purgatory and... The space between... <laughs> <laughs> now that you gave me that option, I'm kind of like, no, it's still not good for <laughs> the space between. Uh, I think... Uh, I think, okay, caveat, competently filmed, uh, enjoyable. <laughs> in focus. Uh, in focus. The color timing up. was I good. I mean, the quality, the quality film-wise was just leaps and bounds far, farther than what we've seen before. Um, the downside, though, uh, weird treatment of abuse uh, mm-hmm. that I can't get on board with necessarily. Um, just for myself, don't get mad at me if you got a slappy dad. <laughs> Oh my god! If you had a fappy dad, <laughs> if you had a chappy dad, <laughs> hey, where do you think kids come from? Oh. From fappy dads? Actually, probably not from fappy. Dads. <laughs> if he's a fappy dad, <laughs> you deaf did not get born. <laughs> I mean, there's you know IVF. Takes a fappy dad to I do like, IVF. I was hoping this would be a moment where you you really that you didn't know what sex works. What sex, what works? sex works? You're right. I I look like a fool right now. <laughs> Why sex? Works? I look like the experienced one. Uh, I'm going to give so holy roast. Send to hell. But like we said, very enjoyable if you can go see it with a group of friends. All right. Maybe at a church in LA with us together in June. Man, I hope it's out. 
by the time we do that show. <laughs> uh, we'll figure out a way. Real trouble. <laughs> Brigan, we turn to you. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards uh, sending it to hell. Uh, right. However, like I think it is. I, I think the story is worthwhile. Yeah. I think the way that they did it is, in my opinion, just. Bleh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. With that, me wanting to see it again, just with a different crowd, just so I can see, I think I'm going to put it in that space between, oh, you know? Right. Um, Very nice of you. Yeah. Space between. The space between. <laughs> I'll let the professionals do it. Hey. The space so, sorry, no, I'm in me. <laughs> do you think we can get Dave Matthews on the show? Sure. Talk about his poop scandal? You know about this, what? right? No. For the listeners at home and for Excuse Caroline, me? for whoever may not know about this, the Dave Matthews Band tour bus got in a load of trouble when, <laughs> this is true, they for real dropped a load of poop from the tour bus onto a tourist boat <gasps> underneath a bridge. Now that oh. you say this, this is familiar to me. Yeah. It wasn't on purpose, though, right? I feel like you would get Google alerts for this story. <laughs> yeah, no, I do have no, a, it wasn't a, on purpose. A, a daily... You didn't, you didn't come to my show, <laughs> No, I do. I do get the daily poogle, and uh, it was not in there. The daily poogle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good for on the spot. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, that doesn't exist. That's, no. <laughs> that's the tagline for this podcast. Pretty good for on the spot. <laughs> uh, fam, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is our first three-way split. <laughs> Of the vote, I am no, sinning. Kevin Porter. This wow. is a holy Kevin toast. Porter. This is a holy toast for me. Are you sure? Wow. Yeah, I am sure. This is going to go on our wiki someday. I'm assuming someone <laughs> no will one's make keeping one for track us. of it currently. <laughs> Why would it go on later? This is going to be on the record. This... Future political campaigns, they're going to bring this moment up. <laughs> <laughs> I made some mistakes when I was a youngster. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Anyone who has a podcast now cannot run for office. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> actually, no, you can probably do anything now. Uh, but this was not only was this, I think, objectively the best movie that we've watched. Just best technically acting wise, <laughs> story direction, screen, blah, blah blah blah, visual look. It was by far, I think, the most fun I've had revisiting or visiting any topic for this show. We had wow. such a and the day we met up. I wasn't having a good day. We we met at the theater. We did not ride yeah, together. I was grumpy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we were transported <laughs> by this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it inspired, I loved this, I loved, I loved watching this movie so much that it inspired a new show format for us to do. <laughs> That's true. For a live show. Uh <laughs> I feel like I have to balance Kevin a slight bit. I was with him <laughs> on this journey. It was fun. It's not going to change it's the your life. Greatest night of my life. When Kevin likes greatest things, night it of becomes my life. his favorite thing ever, and that's a sweet part. That's never happened. Uh, but maybe don't spend money. What'd you guys have for snacks this? during the movie? Big old popcorn. Oh, we got nice. some peacorn. Big old soda that yeah. I refilled twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. miss you missed some What'd key parts. Uh, popcorn. Okay. Yeah. Holy pop. Yeah. Are we bragging? <laughs> What'd you money. have? <laughs> Would you? What kind? What size? Was, was it good? Of course, <laughs> probably better. <laughs> you said don't spend money on this unless you come to our show in June. Yeah, <laughs> where we spend money on <laughs> us. That's different. <laughs> so wait, what happens with uh, with the, the the Trinity the the, the three way split? Oh yeah, what, you're what giving happens? a holy toast. Oh, like nothing. Do, do we want a prize? <laughs> this is never. You know what? We do need a, we need a tiebreaker. 
We need a tiebreaker. You want to call Nate in? Nate! He hasn't seen it. That's okay. We'll just do it based on the song. (laughs) Okay, so this is an unprecedented moment on the Good Christian Fun Podcast. We have a three-way split tie, and we are asking Caroline's sweet husband, Nathaniel Nathan Ely. Sweet. (laughs) I'm listening to Caroline in the background explain this nonsense that we're doing. But it's just unprecedented. We've never had this happen. There's no consensus. We could bring Dennis Quaid in. Just, you, you think we could him? get him on the show? Yeah, if, I mean, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we offer him to sing a song. <laughs> hey, if you come split this podcast vote, you can sing On My Way to Heaven in its entirety. Yeah. All right. So here he is. He's entered the room. And for, I would say, half the episodes we do, he is just a little bit off mic. Now, Nate, here, say hi to the listeners. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Can you just tell how handsome he is All right, his All voice right. alone? All right, let's get to this. And business. how hot our sex life must be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Caroline's mom listens to this show. <laughs> She's probably nodding in her car. Oh. This is my GCF debut. It is? Yeah. And let's see how you do on this one to All see right. if you get renewed for another appearance. So here, here's the situation, Nate. We have our first three-way split tie. Okay. I, Caroline has given the movie a holy roast. Brigham has put it in the space between, oh. and I've given it a holy toast. A toast! Wow, that's because surprising. it's my favorite. It's my favorite viewing experience we've had on the show. Wow, and okay. it was so fun, and I love just thinking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we need you, even though you haven't seen the movie, yeah, I to, seen it. to be our tiebreaker. So you can do either of the three: holy roast, holy toast, or right. the space between. Uh, and you can do it even just on the merits of the song itself. Okay. Okay. So I don't know very much about the movie. It's based on the guy who wrote the song. I can only imagine, right? Yeah. And Dennis Quaid plays his mean dad. Yeah. Who becomes you got a it. Christian. You got it. Later in life, and then like is nice. Don't yeah. have to go see it now. Yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> and then he dies, and then he writes the song. And then he writes the song. The same, like he releases the song the same week. This is the weirdest detail in the movie. Yeah. The same week that the checks from dad stopped coming. Yeah. Because his dad what? promises, oh, I'm going to leave you my, my money. When I die. Yeah. And then it says in, in the end, like postscript, like, uh, yeah, he, he got his last check the, the day the song came out or something like that. So, Some confluence what? of That's events. So weird. Yeah. It was such a weird yeah. money detail. Like, yeah. don't worry. Bart didn't struggle financially <laughs> at all. Yeah. He didn't have trouble <laughs> based on just what i know about the movie uh i'm gonna give it a holy roast holy roast Ooh. yeah i i feel like it's a little um it's a little vain to to make a movie about yourself well he didn't for, make the movie but he consented to it yeah and it's it just about him writing that song yeah and like his life but come on if someone he probably got six figgies for his life rights would you not take that if you had the opportunity I mean, that's fine for him but i'm roasting this thing <laughs> damn i don't Wait, nathan without mercy easily yeah <laughs> no mercy you. <laughs> so yeah. uh but what about the song what do you think of the song it's songs all right do you give it a toast or a roast uh you know i would give the song a toast hmm. how many times have you sang it as the worship leader um never <laughs> no, I've never, I've never let it. I think so it's. You've never chosen to put it in your set. Yeah, because it's it's too old. Uh, I think it's a little a little old, 
little old for my taste. You know what else is too old by that measure? Amazing Grace. <laughs> or uh, Be know, Thou My Vision. I don't vision. know if I put those in the same category. <laughs> I think they're the same. <laughs> All right, well, it gets a holy rose, so we're sending, I can only imagine, Colin the movie to hell. To hell! Oh. Well, great. I'm glad I was a part of that. Thank you, Nate. Thanks thanks for bringing me out of my room for this. (laughs) We do lock Nate up, you know, just so he doesn't get out. (laughs) We like him to get some air. Yeah, from time to time. Thanks, Nate. Nate. Thank you. I love you, Nate. (laughs) Scampy doesn't get to vote. Scampy's vote. (laughs) Scampy's uh, vote is weighted, if you know what I mean. Oh, boy. But you know what? We're not the... F- that was a dramatic conclusion. Fam. It really was. We're not the final word on this, though. You're the final word, dear listener. So go to at Christian Fun Pod. You can give it a holy roast, holy toast, or put it in the space between. So go on Twitter and... Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> or hop on Christian Mingle. <gasps> or hop on Christian Mingle, fam. Share some opinions. You'll find plenty of people willing to talk about this song with you. <laughs> oh, boy. And we'll be right back with more... Good Christian fun. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm muting the mic for that. Man, come on. Oh, brother. (laughs) Both of you? (laughs) Well... <laughs> Ooh, that's a teeny tiny trombone. Are you also at Foley on the side? <laughs> Fam, it's time for the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. The worst. <laughs> I just realized what an assault on the senses that is to someone who's never heard that drop before. Oh, even if you have heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brigan. The current champion from last week, or from a couple weeks ago, is Dancing with the Dinosaur by Stephen Curtis Chapman. I'm dancing with the dinosaur. Oh, whoa, he knows oh. it. Oh, yes. Conscience and conviction. So, <laughs> damn, that's fresh. It is fresh as heck. Brigan, what'd you make of this song? Did you follow it at all? I okay. So I freaking loved this song. I, I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. It is so catchy and so weird. Then I, I couldn't. I, admittedly, I couldn't figure out 
all of the lyrics. Sure. And then I did a lyric deep dive. And, and then what, I just had uh, questions. What are your questions? Maybe uh, we can clear it up. There's a part in the song near the end where he's talking about um, something about tolerance is in right now or something, yep. but it comes with consequences like a ball and chain. And I was like, oh, this got did this get dark? Yep. Like real quick? I got real mm-hmm. Um Because the whole time, like literally, I mean, pop music, I would believe a song called Dancing with the Dinosaur in today's like top 40. Like, like <laughs> sure. I just, I, I like, oh, it's, yeah. it's weird. So it's catchy and it's fun. And then I sang along to it like I, sh- I shit you not like like it was like four times I was like this is really this guy is singing great it's awesome and then I checked the lyrics and I was like oh, oh iffy yeah. oh. I know the way we've kind of had to stomach anymore. through it is that we imagine Stephen Curtis Chapman at the prom and there's a sheepish kind of shy little dinosaur in a tutu a in the corner <laughs> and she's like me and Stephen's like may I have this dance that's the only way <laughs> she's like Wah! <laughs> I think you came up with the visual. She whips her tail around and kills like seven of the prom goers. <laughs> or like fatally injures them. Yeah, so but he's that, like tolerant of her though. Yeah, it's yeah. basically tolerant. like mm-hmm. black and white morality is out. That's that, of the that past. That was a lyric. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So the, the whole idea is like what right and wrong has been replaced with like humanism and moral relativism. So I will show you my phone, my search history of like literally <laughs> I was searching song meaning like I was trying to just dissect what what he meant by it. Like, is this is this race? Is this sexuality? Is this like just morality mm-hmm. in whatever that is? You know, and whatever brush he's he's painting with. But like, I could, there there's no explanation of any of these lyrics. Yeah, well, I think that is too because Stephen Curtis Chapman I would describe as maybe the least polarizing figure in yeah. CCM where it's like it's true. his controversy is nothing <laughs> like there's never <laughs> and he doesn't get like weirdly oh he got extreme there like yeah, he like doesn't really he affirms the mainline stuff like just enough to where you, you know most Christians are like alright he's on track you know but then but doesn't doesn't say anything too inflammatory a real Aaron Burr not a Carmen well I was reading because I thought maybe there's song meaning in the YouTube comments of where I was looking and it was literally people like I loved this when I was in third grade. This is the best song. I was like, oh god, oh, man, oh yeah. I think it's it's probably pretty safe to say that like sexuality in general is is the issue here. Yeah, because I remember uh, in my Christian school, like moral relativity was you know a four letter yeah. word. Like that was the worst thing that could happen, which is basically people being like, well. I wouldn't do that, but if you if you like to do that and you're yeah. not hurting anyone, that's okay. Yeah. Which is not a bad idea, basically. <laughs> but for Christians who are like, the Bible's law is law, uh-huh. and you're chucking that out for your like gray yeah. areas. I mean, this was '94. It mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like cr- it's very of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did his sure. homework. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Do you think he, he submitted this for Jurassic Park? <laughs> what a pal. did I bring that up last time? I think I mean, we've made I this did. joke like five times. <laughs> I did. Okay, never mind. Remember we made the video. I why didn't you post that yet? Oh, I need to. I will this week. Okay, great. I said that three weeks ago. It's but I will this week. So anyway, we. But yeah, what we, you're reading is it's dead on. That's what cool. It is. That's fun. Yeah. This has been the champion for like three or four weeks like in a row. Too, but it's bad. It's been a reigning champion. So to dethrone it, possibly a worthy challenger stepped up to the ring Ooh. in the form of a song called "Letters to the President." Okay. Letters to the President by mm. Hawk Nelson. 
This is, I kid you not, maybe the most requested worst Christian song of all time because we do a lot of these based off listener suggestion. We've gotten letters to the president maybe 20 times. Wow. wow. A lot. It's okay. been a lot. So, uh, when was this song? Uh, this was during. Uh, I should look it up. Oh, no. <laughs> but you know what? We'll play it while yeah. I'm looking it up. Perfect. I will text both of you the lyrics because they might be a titch difficult to understand. Okay. But this is Letters to the President by Hawk Nelson. When we were younger, we used to sit on my porch and talk smack about girls and I feel this so hard right now. <laughs> like, I feel this. This is like, uh-huh. Yeah, I love this. But never got a chance to find a way. Look at all of our high schools. This is the first reason that I want to write you. It must be top when society is messed up. Gotta save money, please don't take it out on us. Do they even know? Do they even know? If I was brave, I'd write a letter to the president and have it pass it to the leader. Ahead. Oh yeah, we're looking ahead oh. a little bit. It gets oh. bad. Now that we're older, a brand new story unfolds about God and the laws that we've always been told. And there's a lot of things I wanted to say, but never got a chance to find a way. They don't even understand government. For yeah, <laughs> that's not how America Wait, works. Are they Canadian? Oh. 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 Does Canada have a parliament? Let me look it up. Take a good look at Tommy. He's a track star. They are Canadian. That's a chance to go real far. Then the school made their budget cut. Cut out the track team. Now instead, Tommy is a crackhead. What the hell? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> the joy in which they say Tommy is a crackhead Okay, that's that's oh, bit. Those God. are the lyrics. I yes, if you were so brave, confused. you would write that letter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a little courage, buddy. Oh, yeah. Find it in you. No one's listened to you now Holy until now. Woohoo! Uh, it's yeah. It's, it's a whole new ball game. <laughs> okay. It's a whole new ball game. Okay. It's, you understand now why it's one of the most requested worst Christian songs of all time that we've ever gotten. I'm going to need you two to help me break down yes, some of this. Because this is what I do understand. Sure. <laughs> I understand that budget cuts to school seem to be up on the table. Oh, sure. Okay. They want to do vouchers. Hey, which, which stands are you on? There's like 30 uh, of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to grab, because in the very first, in the beginning, it's saying, uh, gotta save money, please don't take it out on us. Mm. Okay. So that we, we address that later. 
uh, with our friend Tommy, who's <laughs> lost access to running. Tommy's not going to be our friend for long so, on this earth. Therefore, so crack. He became a <laughs> Take head. a good look at Tommy. He's a track star. Good role model. Has a chance to go real far. Then the school made a budget cut. Cut out the track team. Now instead, Tommy is a crackhead. I, I feel like there were maybe some other factors that they're not talking That's about. That's yeah. the one thing. He said he woke up every morning saying track or crack. He <laughs> track made or crack. <laughs> this is it. Uh, and then beyond that, I know I disagree, but I'm not sure why or how this tracks. Okay, same-sex marriage. Or how it s- cracks. In a state where they don't care. Murder is wrong, but the jail time's not there. Not to mention date rape, felony, and car theft. Break it down and tell me what we've got left. Do they know? Do they even know? I'm I'm struggling with that too. Okay. Uh, this was written in 2004. Let uh. me take a crack at it. Uh, <laughs> so same sex marriage in a state where they don't care. Oh, so I guess at this point in 2004, where was it legal? Like it was Cal- probably legal in Cal- California. Or, no, in Canada. Yeah. Right. It was. I. Yeah, so that's probably maybe what's going on. So they don't like that, but Everyone's then they also see right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Please don't yell at us. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Sorry, you don't know Canada's legislator. Oi, Nate. <laughs> Wait, that's not it. Sorry, uh, there it is. But but the thing he has, seems to also have a problem is he wants longer jail time for murder, date rape, felony, and car theft. Murder oh. is wrong, but the jail time's not there. Not to mention date rape, felony, and car theft. Break it down and tell me what we've got left. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I, Do you yeah. get it? No, it's no. I don't get it. It just looks like words. If you wrote this to the president, he's going to toss it in the trash can because he can't understand <laughs> it. At the time, he would have said, this metaphor is a little hard to track, hard to crack. <laughs> and then he'd like, yeah. Canada. Toss it in. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Canada. <laughs> Wait. Who is? Wait, I thought it was a prime minister of Yes, Canada. George W. Bush was the president of Canada. North America. Right. In so I thought the Canadians were writing a letter okay, again, to the American oh. president. Oh. No, but, th- but then he's talking no, about parliament. parliament. I think Canada has a prime minister and a president. And if well, you're Canadian, the world? <laughs> please don't yell at us. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> we should know better. Uh, by the way, this 2004, and it is the title track of their first Letters debut to the album. President. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wait, yeah. was this around the time that... Uh, Here's the special edition cover of the oh album. God. Was this around the time when Green Day came back with their uh, American oh, Idiot stuff yeah. and everything? I, this this feels like a... It yeah, feels in that vein of a kind of political yeah. moment. Kind of like this is gonna, Canadian yeah. Idiot? <laughs> Do you think they were trying to beat uh, Same year, Bart Willard and yeah. How Fast Can We Write This Song? <laughs> Did you call him Bart Willard? Is that his name? Bart Millard? Bart Millard. <laughs> How dare you watch his life story and not even know the man's name? So sorry. He's not Fred Willard. I didn't call him Fart. <laughs> fart filler? Yeah, fart Imagine filler. that two or bus. I can only imagine <laughs> that two or bus. Okay. Murder is wrong, but the jail time's not there. So is there no jail time for murder? That can't be right. In Canada, there's famously no laws. <laughs> so he's just asking for like, basic constitutional rights. If I was brave, I'd write a letter to the president like, cool, bro. <laughs> like, you know, soup's brave. You know, I mean, we have veterans, we have soldiers who have died in battle, but the real heroes are <laughs> letter writers. Yeah, exactly. I'll say the real crime is the, the double negative. Is it Ameri- I won't say nothing. Our American lens that is allowing us not to understand this. <laughs> Maybe in the, I bet in like just north of the border, 
This makes a ton of sense, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Now that we're older, a brand new story unfolds about God and the laws we've always been told. And there's a lot of things I wanted to say, but never got a chance to find a way. So he's, he doesn't like the way it's going. Right. He doesn't like the way it's, it's going. So he's saying, I wish I could find it in me to speak up. (laughs) Yeah. This is a date rape and car theft Mm -mm. in the same uh, bunch. This is upsetting. Which, yeah, kind of like makes everything before it seem not important. <laughs> and car theft. <laughs> it's like murder, date rape, felony, and car theft. <laughs> yeah. And jaywalking. <laughs> Get that out of here. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm pouring through our old nomination emails to see if they oh, have, if a, they have a any insight. insight. Uh, a, man, uh, a, a man named Dave wrote in to say, I, I'm convicted I never sent in Hawk Nelson's pretentious right-wing pop punk anthem, Lairs to the President, where to start the band that many saw as the next Reliant K, interpret that how you will, paints oh. a political treatise that compares same-sex marriage to murder, among many other equally terrible takes. It basically has the politics and fake depth you'd find among argumentative young men at the youth group during the that's uh, push years. That's oh, so it. on point. So do they think that someone should go to jail for same-sex marriage? I mean, bad I think, take. I think that's a good. I think that's what it is trying to say. Maybe that like it is just as much of a crime. So, well, it does say same sex marriage, murder, date rape, felony, and car theft. To them, it's all the same. Hashtag same guys. <laughs> Hashtag same. Hashtag. Uh, but also like cut theft. to Mike Pence just thrashing in his car to this song. <laughs> mother on his turn, way to see. Turn it up, mother. <laughs> mother, look away while I, I rock. like this, mother. <laughs> Look away, mother. You're, I'm about to unbutton one button, mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So wait, who's he singing this to, though? Because the first part, he's like, when the we were younger, we used to sit on the porch and talk smack about girls and professional sports. There's a lot of things I wanted to say, but never got a chance to find a way. So is it like his brother, a buddy? I think when he says we, he's saying like, hey, we youth. Not like me and you oh. or yeah. friends. Because later oh. he says... uh uh, from all the kids who stand in my residence, stupid, what <laughs> stupid way to put it? Uh, who see this letter as a statement of our innocence? So I guess then he really yeah. needed around with innocence, oh, man. From all the kids who would stand man. in my residence, who see this letter. Do you think Tommy's okay? Now? I don't think he is. He's probably dead. Oh no! Yeah. I, you know what? I choose to believe that Tommy's in recovery, and now he's like a track coach. You know what? I believe. Let's make that movie. I like that. Oh my god! <laughs> Letters to Tommy. Letters to Tommy. <laughs> Brian song. Letters to Tommy. Tommy's last run. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I guess we can vote, even Gosh. though we haven't quite. Fully... I feel very conflicted I'm about so this conflicted. vote because I'm like, I don't know what this means. So what if it's just like? I think I know enough. Okay. I think I know enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which is to say. On a pure aesthetic level, just surface level qualities, which do I find more pleasing? Stephen Curse Chapman's 80s ode to the Jurassic creatures <laughs> at the prom or <laughs> but Canadian style, which do I find better in a more pleasing lesson? Hmm. I find dancing with the dice more pleasing. I say this. Oh, shock. Letters. Come on. <laughs> You know, You'd I love, love to dance with a dinosaur. <laughs> you know I would. You know my ex-girlfriend's a dinosaur. Yeah. You like the older ladies. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> and Kelly Bishop? <laughs> She's a spry 74. Florist Leach. Spry little raptor. 
course, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, how? Okay, letters to the president is worse. It's worse. It's worse. It's, yeah. worse. it's explicitly yeah. hateful. Yeah. Whereas Stephen Curtis Chapman is but here's, here's my <laughs> dilemma is I like I, I like uh, Dancing with the Dinosaur is is a better written song. It's fun and also like the little bit of hate that I see in there is like I didn't notice it the first like five times I was jamming out to it. So forgivable, okay, to an extent. Uh, it's a little bit of poison. And you know what? Uh-huh. Knowing SCC Stephen Curtis Chapman, I would say he would maybe maybe like lovingly be like. I don't know if I agree with that anymore. This new song, what is it called? Letters to the President. Letters to yeah. the President. Is so horribly hateful <laughs> in my eyes that horribly. Um however, when I was when it started out, it reminded me of like like bopping out to like Simple Plan freshman year of high school and be like, yeah, good Hell Charlotte. Yeah. And like, oh, this yeah. is so great. So like aesthetically, that kind of style, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, like that's better. That's hard. But I have to go with Dancing with the Dinosaur just because, like, I think it's, I think it is actually objectively a better song. All right. Yeah. So, Letters to the President of Worst. Unanimously, right. Letters to the President. All right. Farewell. We're going to shoot that dinosaur into the sun. Oh. Or, like, he no, can, she I'm... can dance forever. Oh. Or we'll set the dinosaur free from the prom where she, where she can find it. Or maybe it was, like, a mercy, mercy kill with a meteor. Lights out immediately. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. That dinosaur's dancing. Felt in no pain. <laughs> Felt no pain. What a what an optimistic way to view the extinction of dinosaurs. So that's it. You are the worst Christian song of all time for this week. Letters to the president. The worst. Oh, it's low. <laughs> it's just a little delayed. Cartaft, cartaft. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So to send in your nominations, you can always email us, goodchristianfunnygmail.com. But now we're going to bring it down a little bit as we wrap things up. Think about what we learned. Think about what we nice. imagined where today. Where did that waterfall come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cute waterfall. Mm. Thank you, waterfall. It's smoky in here. Mm. It's like, it's like <laughs> the little fires in, He's got projects. in the Millard residence. <laughs> Several small fires. <laughs> a smoker even mm. i would have believed the smokiness level of i don't think house. you can show that in a christian movie he can be abusive but he can't damn it he can't be a smoker you can beat your kids in christian movies you cannot smoke <laughs> now brigham the way this works is people on other podcasts they promote stuff they promote themselves and their twitter handle and what they're mm-hmm. working on and where people can find them we don't do that we lift it up nice we lift it up as an offering and sacrifice before our audience and listeners. <laughs> Wait, am I? <laughs> oh, you're gonna die. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, well. And we lift fun. up what we're enjoying in the secular culture. So we'll start with you, Caroline. Um, guys, as you know, print is a dying medium. And so Prince? Print. Print. <laughs> Prince did. He was here. A little tardy to the party on that one. He's also dying. Yeah. Uh, print is a dying medium. So, uh, I'm going to lift up the Daily Poogle. <laughs> Subscribe. Ooh. Get the Sunday letter. Oh, I heard they just made you editor and queef of that. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening around town? Oh, my God. Guys, it's poo focus, not sex focus. <laughs> it's all tangential. <laughs> <laughs> editor and queef. My God. <laughs> 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 Great. Um, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. 
It's all connected. That's right. Oh, anything else to lift up? No, that's it. Nothing. All right, Brian, we turn it to you. I want to lift up mm. uh, the Love Simon movie Ooh. that's out. You like Simon? That I absolutely adored. And it was simple, and that's why it was powerful yeah, for me. Did. So yeah. I think uh, families should see that one. Um, that's a good one. Guys. Oh, wait, where can we lift you up? Uh, you can lift me up at Brigan on Instagram and at Brigan Snow on Twitter. You know everything, Brigan Snow. Brigan, B R I G G O. That was a real. That's correct. Brigham. Was that a real boon or curse to your namesake when Game of Thrones I, I hit the airwaves? Every barista okay. is like, you know nothing. I'm uh, like, yeah, thanks. Like, kind of mean, but all right. <laughs> Good Christian listeners, sinners. There is a scene in Love Simon in which Jennifer Garner tearfully accepts her son and his identity. Bald through that. Oh, Go dang. see that movie. Oh, dang. Is the this genocides. why you're so into Jennifer Garner right now? Huh? No, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'll She's give having you a renaissance. 13 reasons You're having why. a flare-up it's with a Garner Jennifer Garner. <laughs> I mean, uh, she, deserves, she deserves everything. You can lift me up and give me What? No. She doesn't? She doesn't Everything? deserve Phoenix back tattoo. <laughs> that she is She deserves true. better. Better than that. She deserves better. I will say she deserves better than Lena Dunham, too. I can't wait for the headlines. Lena Dunham apologizes for accidentally harassing Jennifer Garner on the set of her new dumb show. At the Daily po- Poogle, we call her Le- Lena Dunham. <laughs> Pina <laughs> Dunham. Pina Dunham? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Cool. Crush it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mispronounced it. They made you editor, didn't you? <laughs> and queef. So much better. It was so much better. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I want to lift up, because uh, I forgot to name it by name last time, a book called How to Break Up with Your Phone. It was really helpful to me. Really, really helpful. And that app that people were asking us for is Moment, which is a very big brothery app, but in a good way, where it measures how much time you're on your phone and on your screen. And it tracks that data, sends it directly to Facebook. To Cambridge Analytica. (laughs) Directly to Cambridge Analytica. As you might be interested in. (laughs) Tailored for you. (laughs) Oh, and truly, I will say I Love Dogs as well. It was a very sweet watch. Oh, yeah, I want to ask you about that. I I was shocked that... um, Wes Anderson still has some emotion in him. Oh, left in him. those brittle white Inside whimsical the- <laughs> bones. <laughs> in an empty tweed suit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, even though there's some problematic Japanese stuff with the culture, but nonetheless. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> P.S. Well, just proceed with caution. I think there's some good critics you can read uh, about that part of it. Justin Chang had a really nice piece about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, yeah, just proceed with caution. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram at Christian Fun Pod, Facebook.com slash Good Christian Fun. You can join the groups, Good Christian Singles. Get it. Uh, Get your mingle on. Yeah, all you <laughs> faffy dads out there, faff no more. <laughs> oh my I don't, I'm going to say maybe no faffy dads. <laughs> no faffy dads allowed. Um, if you want more good Christian fun in your life, we do a second service episode every Friday. Every Friday, GCF second service. You can Gets go to patreon.com slash good Christian fun. This week, we're going to go out to see a show. 
and record, and we'll see what we come back with. <laughs> what? Wait, is that? What? Is that this week? Yeah. A lot of fun things happening on our Patreon. So you can well. go to uh, patreon.com slash goodchristianfun, become a Patreon saint, a Patreon saint. And you can, as always, yeah, leave you us. Really in- have this. <laughs> oh, 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 we got yeah. it wrong. Although I don't know if the Patreon.com link still works. Why, really? I don't know. Oh no. We'll check it. Okay. But you can, as always, leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. And for every review that you leave us, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity, we'll announce next week. <laughs> is let's just fill it in later. This month's charity is. No, I'm do, leaving. Do I'm leaving all Dennis this Quaid in. Dirt, dirt, give to my career. Brent Delta. Brigan, you've been so patient. Thank, Thank you. you for being so here. So patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Spotify. Go to our good Christian fun playlist for every song, including "On My Way to Heaven." Yeah. And we all know you're going to want to listen to "On My Way to Heaven." Gr- I almost said Griffin. Brigan. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you. You were delighted. What a lovely, lovely guest. Thank you for sharing. And there's nothing left to say that I can think of except for, and all of Pod's people (laughs) said, Amen. Let's go out with a special edition of I Can Only Imagine. Hell yeah. Are you getting ready to solo? Yeah. I can only imagine what it will be like. What is this? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle! Susan Boyle! Oh, wow. That was such a good reveal. A Christian film actress herself. The Christmas candle starring Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. Is before me. I can only imagine. This is too much of a bomber to go out on. Just give it another three minutes and you'll build. Oh, Susan died. She's on her way to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here on the podcast, we've been binging on sweets and treats, but it's time to get healthy again and add some vegetables back into our diet. Next week on GCF, we're watching Veggie Tales again, specifically the episode Rack Shack and Benny, which you can find available for free on YouTube. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>